This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by celery. The show that specialises in being boring rather than entertaining. Another great defensive display by Chelsea against Arsenal on Sunday to upset the media, neutrals and most of all, the bedwetting latte drinkers from N7. Boring, boring Chelsea, the hemorrhoid stadium sang in their bitter angst. But we know is just plain nonsense. We had more shots on target, and but for some inept refereeing, would have won the game. Job done, unbeaten in all of our games against the top four, home and away. That is how you win championships. Now, for those of you who haven't figured out already, I am in fact Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast. It's got to be. Boring, boring, Chelsea. Or maybe we should do it in the in the style a bit like uh, you, you were saying we were a bit like what's the minute? What's a, uh, just wait, a minute. Just, just a, minute. a minute? We should do it in the style of that other program that Clive Thingamabob, who is in fact an Arsenal fan, Clive Anderson. Clive Anderson. Anderson. Anyway, we should do it in the style of Arsenal fans. So ready, one, two, three. Boring, boring, Chelsea. It's my latte. Ready. Boring, boring, Chelsea. <laughs> That's basically it, isn't it, really? Right, so now we are the Chelsea Fancast, as you know, and I've got in the house, in the bunker tonight, uh, I've got the beautifully formed Dr. Mars. <laughs> Good evening. This is a hat-trick for me. It's my it third is, one know. in a Three row. in a row, mate. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Right. Um, we've also got Dan Silver back Hi, in the house. How you doing? I'm all right, mate. I mean, obviously, completely, completely loving uh, the meltdown of, uh, of uh, those... Twats from N7. It's beautiful. Not going to games and seeing stuff on Twitter is just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, I used to have to work amongst them, amidst them. I live, among, I live amongst know, them. I work amongst my them. My brother's yeah. one of them. Yeah, they're everywhere, aren't they? It's a bit like, you know, in London, they say you're never more than like, you know, half a metre away from a rat. Well, actually, the reality is maybe the two are connected. I don't know. You're, never, the, you're never half a, a, a metre away from a gooner, really. But there you go. Uh, last but by no means least, I am utterly delighted to welcome back on the show 
uh, the wonderful Clayton Beerman. Hello. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm not going to uh, do any imitations of anybody uh, because on my first appearance I did an imitation of Richie Benno, who then died. So I'm not going to do any imitations tonight unless there's anybody you particularly can think of. Like the Aaron Ramsey. I can't, I can't do Pochettino or Wenger. We did suggest in the pub earlier, Clayton, that you could do uh, an impersonation of Bruce Forsyth. I could, but I'm not going to, my love. You're right, my love. Hello. You're right, my love. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. To see you. Nice. And what did points make? That's not that's that's somebody else, Mark. No, no, it isn't. I thought it was Dale Winter. No, that's when he was doing the uh, nothing for a game. Not in this game. Yeah, I'm going out. You're all team man for me. Um, I think that's enough of introducing who everybody is. If you haven't got it by now, um, something tells me you never will. Uh, now, on the show tonight, we will be kicking off with the ratings for the Arsenal game. We will be awarding our man of the match uh, and talking about, I think, in particular, JT and Aspie. And uh, also another great defensive team performance and great defenders therein. Now, after all of that, we'll be discussing why Chelsea... Uh, should have had at least two penalties, exploding the myth of boring, boring Chelsea, applauding the fact that Wenger will never beat Mourinho. You'll never beat Mourinho. You'll never beat Mourinho. Uh, And we'll be looking into the striker and fatigue crisis at Chelsea and also congratulating Eden Hazard and the, uh, you know, for winning the Player of the Year award at the PFA Awards last night, but also, I think, to the Chelsea members of the PFA Player Sorry, team of the year, because we had a very, very good representation in that, and I'd like to discuss that. Who got that. in the PFA team? Arthur. Arthor. Arthur. Who, Who got, got in the PFA team? Arthur fucking Chelsea. Chelsea. Absolutely spot on, smart. <laughs> uh, and as always, of course, we will finish off with our usual Chelsea roundup, and I am promised a top ten uh, from Clayton this week. Uh, and if, if it's not at least 50 times better than Tim's, you're never coming back on the show, Clayton. <laughs> Is that, that, is that a promise? It is a promise. <laughs> it's not much of a challenge, but it's a promise. I was severely uh, let down. I, I, felt, I felt severely let down by Tim last week, but there we go. Now, don't forget, uh, you lovely people out there, you can tweet at Chelsea Fancast or post on the live chat page at mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the games and, of course, anything else on Chelsea uh, that you might hear us talking about. Now, uh, Last week, I kind of did the first proper Chelsea fancast warm down, which is where I kind of move about two yards to uh, my desktop computer and go on something called meme.tv, M-E-E-M-E-E.tv, and do what I like to call the Chelsea fancast warm down. Uh, And that's basically where, if you've been listening on on Mixler particularly, um, you can kind of come and have a chat with me after the show and we can carry on the discussion talking about the issues that we've discussed on the show. It's very, very simple to do. It starts at 9.15. It'll last for about half an hour because by then I collapse. I've only got about another half an hour left in me. Um, But it's kind of like, it's a bit like a Google Hangout. So what you need to do is you need to go and sign up to Mimi, M-E-E, M-E-E dot TV. Okay, so go and uh, create an account, sign up, log in, whatever. And then all you have to do is you have to go to the uh, Mimi.tv schedule and find Chelsea Fancast and then you go and find uh, I think it's um, new me chats or live me chats and you'll see that we're scheduled to do the one today and you click enter early and watch on the Chelsea Fancast tab and then you just enter the me chat now the other thing I need to tell you is that it's desktops and laptops only you do need to have a webcam and a mic 
And the other thing is if, if for example, you've got uh, like Skype headset or, or that kind of thing going on, whatever you do, have all of that plugged in before you log into Mimi TV. Because if you don't do that, you might have a problem like the poor old tactics wizard last week. He was a bit like, you know, he was the deaf, dumb and blind kid. He could, actually, I could see him. We were waving at each other, but I couldn't hear what he said. But if, if you don't want to be on the telly and be included in all of that, that's fine. You can just ask me questions in their instant message thing, and that worked quite well. But it was great fun last week. You I had wanted, a few in there then? We did, yeah. It was mm-hmm. great fun. I mean, I, I, the other thing is I put it up on, uh, on you know, Facebook and stuff. You get the recording of it, and people can see it after. It, it works really, really well. It's great fun, and some very interesting debate actually comes out of it so for example mm. uh, we carried on the thing about what makes a legend right which we got into a little bit on the show sadly i, w- I was on my way to the station at that you point. were on your way so, to the station yeah. i know but it's great fun and i really enjoy seeing a few of you in there so please come and say hello to your uncle chidge um i shall try and uh, post out and tweet uh, how you do it but if you if you want to know exactly how to do it then there is a blog on the chelsea fancast website uh if you go and look in the on the blog section uh, latest news just scroll down you'll find the thing that says something like Chelsea Fancast launch new video channel all the instructions are there it's very very simple I hope to see a few of you in there later but I will be reminding you later because I know what short memories you have you're like goldfish anyway enough 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 uh, right time for a bit of a match review after this little sting that I will edit into the show later tonight <laughs> Lovely. Okay, we are back. It's time for the, ch- uh, the, the player ratings for the uh, Arsenal game. Uh, Pilf- uh, Pilford, is it Pilford? Pilford. Pilchard. Pilchard from yeah. the ESPN fish uh, site. Fish site, that's right. Sorry. Well-known writers from Billingsgate, aren't they, Clay? Yes, they are. Yes, uh, they are. Uh, but anyway, no, I mean, not from Marco Worrell this week. It's from the lovely Phil Little, who I've yet to, to say hello to, but he writes very, very well. Anyway, I've pretty much taken his ratings oh you made a bit of an adjustment one or editorial two. i mean I, I, what have i done with my ratings kind of, i've lost my ratings stuff absolutely typical what's that that you lost the dice i had I, oh no they're here all the time i'm being senile martin you can be in charge of my my rating stuff okay no. um right they are they are courtois seven aspilicueta nine john george or you should say john st george terry 10 a great big fat 10 very very rarely has uh, a Chelsea fan cars player rating got to 10 I think Eden Hazard might have done it maybe Frank Lampard anyway uh, so John Terry 10 Cahill 8 Ivanovic 7 Matic 8 Fabregas 7 Ramirez 7 William 8 Oscar 7 and concussion Hazard 7 and the substitutes, Drogba got seven, and Zuma and Cuadrado were not on the pitch long enough to warrant a mark. So what do you think about that smart? I wouldn't disagree, to be honest. Uh, possibly William might have been more than an eight. He was all over that pitch. I thought he was fantastic. You think he might have had a nine? He could have had a nine, I think. Yeah. Otherwise, really no adverse comment at all. I think he's spot on. What do you reckon, Clayton? Um, I'm going to say something really controversial. Um, Hazard I didn't think he played that well yesterday I think he worked very hard 
He was getting exasperated, um, and I possibly might have given him slightly less than a seven. Really? And I'll Why? leave. I'll leave the room now. No, no. I'm, no, I'm, prob- 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 I'm, prepared to, I'm prepared to let you dig the hole even deeper. <laughs> <laughs> probably because he has such high standards, um, and I thought certainly in the second half I didn't see very much of him. Um, I know that he was stuck out on the wing, um, and it, perhaps it was my own personal frustration that I would have liked to have seen him go through the middle a bit more. Uh, going up against those two lumbering lumps that Arsenal have got at the back because I thought their fullbacks both played well. I thought much second, did um, but I think that not the big fucking German. He's yeah, no, I thought he played well. Did yeah. you yeah. seriously? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just, I, I just, I don't, I don't think he hid. I just didn't see him very much. Um, but that's the only comment I would say. Uh, other than that, perhaps I, he's I wondering what to agree. wear to the um, Player of the Year gig that, that night. Who, well, may, it, maybe he had it, his yeah. suit on underneath. I think maybe he was thinking yeah. about his speech. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was it. Do uh, you know what? I am going to disagree with you. Because it would be really, it'd just be Good. totally out Good. of character Good. not Good. so Good. to do, Good. wouldn't it, Clay? Yes, it would. Um, but I, I think it's a horses for courses thing. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, that was not a game for Hazard in, in many respects. And I think, I mean, there was one very telling thing that I saw hmm. in the second half when, I know we'll get into this a lot later, but Chelsea were basically... Deciding that's it. We're mm. not gonna, you know, you're not gonna score, so we can't be asked. We just shut the back. Yeah, door. we'll shut yeah. the door. Yeah. And Mourinho was like, called him over, and was yeah. in his ear. I saw. And, and I, you know, Hazard's job yesterday was, I think, twofold. I know it always is, but I think in in, in specific terms, he had to watch the breaks. He had to be back to defend and stop them counterattacking. And I thought he was brilliant at mm. that. And the other thing was, rather than to be a creator up front. He was really having to take the place of the number nine who holds the ball up. So he was the outlet. He was the out ball yesterday. And actually, what you saw a lot more of him yesterday was him just running down the ring, holding the ball, rather than trying to cut inside and create something. Largely because there was nobody to bloody pass it to. Well, apart from Drogba's second half. Yeah, but, you know, poor old Drogs, you know. It's a bit like seeing your old uncle who's a bit pissed and amusing, but isn't quite as amusing yeah, and, and as he used to be. William was always standing close to him when, when the, the long ball came up from the back. Job normally got Can his I, head in it, but it went all over the place. I, th- I think that's the, the one thing that I thought was quite interesting, and, and it is, I think it's really difficult to resolve, is the fact that when we play like that, and, and obviously we didn't have a fit forward, so we had to play mm. that way. And when we had those three, not small, but I mean, obviously, Willian and, and Oscar are not, you know, they're not Tommy Lawton. Um, when the ball's coming up from the back and it's coming up in the air, it's just like, what's the point? Mm. I think that's that's something that needs to be looked at, but hopefully th- there'll be very few times where we don't have yeah. a target man up front. And also, you've got Murph Saka, who's six six, so he's going to win most. Yeah. you know, he's got a foot on Oscar, a foot on Hazard, so it was always going to be like a a pointless ball. But I thought Oscar won a couple of things in the up against the fullbacks when they he had the diagonals across to Oscar or Hazard. They won their fair fair share of balls. But I thought generally ratings are very fair. I thought supremely organised team. Probably the most predictable result of the weekend would be nil nil or one nil Chelsea. I, you know, I very rarely have a bet on Chelsea because I don't like doing it. But I had a ten or nil nil. You know what? I was really praying for before the game. I was praying for a sneaky, spawny one nil with it coming off Fabregas's ass in the 89th minute. <laughs> and I would, I would, I would, I would have run out because I, I, you know, sadly I couldn't be there. I'd have run out 
into St. Catherine's Road with my uh, jumper over my head, burying my great big fat belly <laughs> to the local residents of Winchester going, fuck off Arsenal. I mean, I would have absolutely yeah, it, loved it that. It would have been mm. absolutely, given the amount of abuse he was getting on social media every week, that would be the most beautiful way to... Anyway, I'd just like to inform you, Dan, we've got a heavy breather in the house. It's not you, Clayton. It's not you, Dan. Yes, it is you, Martin. Am I too close to the mic? I don't know. No, you is. No, I I don't mind how close you are to the mic, but you are definitely heavy breathing. Well, I'll I'll get a bit further away. No, no, don't because I I know you you can't win, can you? Dan, are you kind of generally happy with those ratings? Yeah, I think the ratings are spot on. I thought possibly Drogba got slightly generous ratings. Yeah, I didn't really see him influence the match too much when he came on. Actually, he's he's a personality. He's an influence. He's a leader, and that's why he's on the pitch. I think. Yeah, that burst of pace, the burst of power that he had, it's gone. And it, you say it's like it's like watching a you know dying swan. Unfortunately, I mean he's he's been good for the year because we needed that strike and we needed that mentality, that personality to get us over the line, which we lacked last year. It's kind of ironic, isn't it, that he started his career with Chelsea as a dying swan and he's finishing <laughs> yeah. it as a dying swan. Yeah, I mean I, I love I love it to, I love it to bits and seeing him come back for another season has been brilliant because he he was a fantastic forward for us. But the the power's gone. I think you know the couple of times when he last year or two years ago would have power passed. The centre back yeah, that's gone. He's lost that explosion. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know what you're saying, and, and I mean, I, I didn't really, um, I didn't really dig him out. I, I, you know, did my usual IB uh, Times article today, and I didn't dig him out, but I did point out that this is a man who can barely last ninety minutes, and uh, I think the point that I was making was that you know Jose didn't want to play a striker up top because. You know, he knew that Drogba was probably the only guy he's going to have fit for both Arsenal and Leicester, so he needed to save his legs. But, I, I, you know, I thought the interesting thing was, I disagree with you to a certain extent. Yeah. I, I agree on the fact, and we've been saying this for the last few weeks, that, you know, he's less likely to score goals now because he hasn't got that explosive pace to go past people because his legs have gone. But what he does do, and I thought this was particularly relevant yesterday, and, I, and I, we'll get into this later about how we played in the second half, um, but... You know, the difference between having a proper number nine who knows how to play as a number nine mm. compared to having somebody on the pitch who doesn't know how yeah. to play that was very evident when Drogba came on. He just knows how to fill that space, get one of the defenders out of the way, hold the ball up a bit better. And, you know, he can still do that. He can still do a job for the yeah, team. And I love him for that, yeah. I've got and to it, say. And they change the dynamic of the team because when you've got a focal point, it does allow the, you know, the. The forward players has Arjun Williams to run off and make these nice runs into space, and hope happy, happy to get you know you know a, a lucky break and get a goal. Yeah, I thought he did. But you can right. still win headers and he can yeah. still hold the ball. <laughs> and also, just from a defensive point of view, when he comes back and you saw towards the last five minutes when he was sort of you know front of the defence, the midfield, just mm. you know cutting down players, getting headers away. So yeah, he's definitely worth his place in the team. And it's, when it's that a- when that ball dropped him on the edge of the area, and you just thought, oh, put your foot yeah. through it, and then yeah. you just like passed it back to yeah. him. It was like, oh. What was that, Ramirez or Drogba? Drogba no, Drogba. Right, uh, before I carry on this little chat, because you know what I really want to do before we get into the Man of the Match Awards is, is, is basically have a bit of a JT loving. Before I do that, there's quite a few people in the house. Uh, who have we got? We've got Mac Bergson, we've got Clive Lewis, the Jersey guy. Uh, we've got Tony Glover, your mate Tony Glover. My, My mate, mate Tony Good evening, Glover. Tony. Now, Tony, I, I thought... As he always does. I mean, mm. actually, you like listening out there who don't know who Tony is, and I'll be amazed if you don't. But Tony is uh, with the Kaiser and uh, and the lovely um, oh, Donal. Donal, thank you. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Podding Shed podcast, yeah. which uh, you know Clayton's been on a few times, as have I. Uh, but Tony is an absolute must follow on Twitter because he he gives out some of the funniest funniest stuff, and it's at Grocer Jack. 
Mm. But uh, he, he described Arsenal fans in a way that literally had me falling off my chair, pissing myself, laughing. He called them nappy shitters. (laughs) 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 Got it spot on, Tony, my friend. Anyway, there's loads of you in the house. Uh, Blimey, let's have a look. Uh, Daniel Klassen. Love to see Daniel in there. Clive Lewis. Yaren Yaren Levy's in the house. Brilliant. All the old people are back. Uh, We've got uh, Mike Harvey. Mike, who was uh, in the uh, warm down with me. Jonathan Perez. Brilliant stuff. Sid Chelsea. Surely not that Sid. Not that Sid. He's at the youth game. It can't be that yeah. Sid. Uh, the Jersey guys are said Hasham. We got look all blind. We got loads of people. We've got so many people in the house tonight that I I can't read you all out. Hello, Daniel. Lovely to see you. My new world man is in the house. Love it. Right. Okay. Back on with the show. Uh, JT. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, I upped his mark from from ESPN to 10 because and it wasn't just because Jose said it was the best performance he's seen him play I, I you know I, I just think it, it was in recognition I mean I thought he was outstanding he was so in control of that game well it was a 10 he did absolutely yeah. nothing he didn't wrong. put a foot wrong absolutely exactly. per- he read everything yeah. he was there brilliant Bossing all everyone. Brilliant. You saw one point when the sky cameras focused on him, he was pointing and. Yeah. Do you know what, one thing I noticed, which was like a really, really minor thing, and it's just such a goalkeeper thing, is in the first half, Courtois had the ball, and John Terry pointed behind Courtois to tell Courtois there was still a forward in the box. Mm, yeah. And I just thought everything, every little thing, brilliant. He is. I mean, he is actually what what you 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 absolutely expect. Uh, your captain to be and, and what I mean by that is the captain is the manager on the pitch you know all the great captains have been the manager on the yeah. pitch and he really really is that I mean his organisational skill he had them I mean that def- I mean this is the other thing I mean all all of the you know the naysayers were moaning about us being really really defensive we of course all say that we're just great at defending brilliantly but, defensive yeah. yeah but we were saying in the pub before weren't we smart it's not just that we have great defenders and yeah. you know whilst J- JT was truly truly mag- he was imperious that's the only way to describe yeah. him yesterday but I think Branner and Gary Cahill back to his best yeah, back I think. to his yeah. best again you know Aspie I mean you know I was having rows of people on Twitter about whether JT or Aspie should be man of the match Chelsea HQ you know who you are um, <laughs> you know and, and, but, but I mean I, it's a valid point I mean every single one of those defenders Brilliant. and Courtois to yeah. be fair yeah. absolutely it was, it was just I mean you and I Clayton and, and all of us yeah. actually around the table mm. we grew up hating massively very relevant for tonight's show the famous Arsenal defence. Completely. Yeah. You know, remember that? Tony Adams, arms up in yep, the air, yeah. everybody's offside. I used Dion, to fucking hate them. Winterburn, yeah. Dixon, Dixon Seaman. Used Bold. to hate them. Yeah. But the reason brilliant. I hated them so much was because I brilliant. absolutely yeah. respected them. Yeah. They yeah. were brilliant. Yeah. I watch this Chelsea side now and yeah. they they shit on that defence. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so much better. Yeah. Technic- That's, technically as well. Yeah. Better footballers. Unbelievable, isn't it? Considering we've got a, a right back playing at left back yeah. and being I mean, the best at, left back in the Premiership. And, and they also get a lot further forward than any yeah. of the Arsenal back four used we've to. got the two, two best right backs in the country. Um, we might yeah. we might choose to do this a bit later, but um, I, it, something occurred to me actually uh, whilst I was writing the script yesterday after the game, and that was how remiss of uh, the PFA not to include JT. Oh no, they did include him in the PFA team of team, the year, but, but he should have. And a lot of the, of the pundits were, were saying yeah. that after the match. They all said that. Now here's the thing: I, I'm going to vote for JT as as our as our player of the year this year. You know. I know Hazard's been fantastic and he's won the PFA Player of the Year, but I'm going to vote for JT 
Because I just think, you know, the whole point that he's... Let's hope he plays every Premier League game this season. He's been phenomenal. And don't, for one minute, forget the impact that he has as the leader of that team. He's played every minute of every Premier League game. As has Hazard, it has to be said. Uh, But I just think there's something about JT this season. And blimey, what a player. It just just shows what we have known, that Rafa was such a good judge of a player. I was going to say exactly that same point. Absolutely. It does confirm that, doesn't it? Dick. Well, we know why he did it. It Well, we do now. It's it's good to know know the truth. Rafa did it for Bantz and shithousery. We all know that. (laughs) Rafa Bantz. He is... A player of a generation, he's irreplaceable for us. Well, that 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 brings us on to a presumably a different topic. Yeah. Well, let's go there, Clayton, because you I, know, don't, the... I don't want to go there. No, what no, what no, are I we going to do when I he's do. gone? Well, I, I, that's not where I wanted to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Bobby Moore. I mean, you know, three yeah. of us around the table. Yes. Uh, old enough to yes. remember Bobby yes. Moore. The You'll fir- have to tell me about him. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Clayton. <laughs> You're older than me. <laughs> but the, the first, the first football I, I was bought as a kid. I was five. Yeah. 1970, it was a Bobby Moore football. So just before they went out to Mexico for the World Cup. So I've loved Bobby Moore forever. The, the, the only England winning uh, World Cup winning captain yep. there will ever yep. be, yep. let alone in my lifetime. Yep. And and the best defender I'd ever seen play. And I mean, everybody you know remembers the tackle he made on... Tostow. Tostow, thank you, Clayton, in 70. I think John Terry is better than Bobby Moore. How about that? Oh, my word. I don't know. It's difficult. It's, Clayton you has can't, just fainted. You can't. By the way. Well, no, I, I, you can't compare generations can't in terms really. of football. But in terms of impact and what have you, I think he's definitely is equal. Yeah. And it's just a shame that we live in a different world yeah. now. Because I'm sure Bobby Moore was equally culpable in certain oh, areas. Was. I know um, for a fact. <laughs> but um, wasn't there a bracelet in Mexico? Yeah. 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 I had. I had. I interviewed Rodney Marsh once, and and Rodney told me some stories before we went on air because he was. You know, he's a good guy. Actually, Rodney's a lovely bloke and he wanted to get on with the, the director and all of that and give me some stuff that was mm. interesting for the programme. And, and Rodney's one of Bobby's best mates and he was giving me some stories about when Bobby Moore went out to uh, to Tampa. And, and you know, the story that I was doing was a bit of a... Tampa with what? Tampa, Tampa Bay <laughs> Rowdies, you numpty. But, you know, the story I was uh, doing about Bobby Moore was a real eulogy to Bobby Moore, which I, I loved doing. And mm. I just said, Rodney, these, these are brilliant. And I... And, and, you know, he said they'd never been heard on in the media before. So I was quite privileged to be given this. But I said, mate, this is like a bit of a eulogy to Bobby. I don't really want to say anything that's like nasty about him. So thanks, but no thanks. There's also been a, sl- a slight sea change in the media as well because J- Jamie Carragher was full of praise after yeah, the match with absolutely. John Terry. He was, yeah. I mean, he's pretty he said he's the best Premiership defender yeah. ever. But the, pro- the problem is, you know, you, one or two mistakes, he, d- he gets absolutely no credit for the immense work he does off the pitch with no. charities, with kids, everything else, signing autographs. People don't care about that, you know. Yes, he's had issues, but then so have, you know, majority of Premiership players. His incidents have been dragged through the media, and a lot of them created by the media. Yeah, I've got a couple of lovely. Uh, I've got a couple of lovely um, uh, things on Mixler here, which I must read out. Uh, Mac Bergson says, "I hope Rafa comes to MCFC." Was it real leather back then? She's, no, I don't know. Actually, that Bobby Moore ball. No, it was more like a, a Winfield number. So that would be a bit lost on you, Mac. But it was plastic. Okay, but it was a great football and I loved it, as you always do your first football. Uh, and Tony said, good shout, Chidge. Bobby Moore was great, but is held higher because of 66. But to be fair, I'd put Adams and Butcher on a similar level. You know what? I, yeah. I, you know, that's a fair, that's a fair yeah. shout, actually. Yeah, but, but, you know, look at what, what uh, JT's won. 
you know, and I, I think that that puts him way above those two, yeah. really. Although I, I did love those two defenders. I got I'm Terry, but if if I could ever have one picture from a football match that's the, not Chelsea, the, the blooded, it would be K Tigers, the big bloodied. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking of which, actually, in a program that I made a long time ago, I had that picture, which is a bastard to get hold of on the, on the image rights. Okay. So we got it, and then we treated it. We animated blood pissing out in a very South Park style. <laughs> I'll try and dig it out one day and put it on you. Yeah, Clayton likes it. Right, okay, we've been wittering on, or more to the point, I have. Mickey Joy's up there as well. Oh, I love top Mickey defenders. Jason well. Cundy's favourite player, Mickey yeah. Joy's hero. Yeah. And I remember meeting him after one of the, uh, oh, one of the, the, the big do they have, the big lunch that Beth always goes to. And I went back to the Butcher's Hook afterwards and all of the old ex-players, like Super Jock, yeah. and Mickey Fillery, uh, bummers, all of that lot were there. Right, you know, Mickey Droy was there, and he's just, just such a gent. I mean, oh, love him. Electrician or something? Yeah, he's an electrical engineer. Yeah. He's got some yeah. business. He's got a degree. Right, come on, boys, we need to do our man of the match. Um, I have nominated Aspie because I thought he was absolutely superb. JT, obviously, for all of the reasons we've just been going into. Um, and also Matic, actually, because I thought Matic was back to his best yesterday. He he's, had a, he's had a rocky few weeks. He's knackered. Mm. Uh, so I, I voted. Those are my three nominees. Are you all happy with my nominations? Or is there anybody else you'd like to mention in dispatches? Well, I, I think Mark mentioned it earlier on. Um, William needs an honourable mention. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for really that. really well. What's the amount of ground he covered? Yeah, no, he, he was excellent. He was excellent. And that ball he put through for Ray Mears was superb. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. But... Yeah, no, I'm happy with those three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dan? Agreed, yeah. I mean, it's you, you could potentially say the whole team gets... William, William's a good shout, actually, mm. but I've kind of, I'm yeah. going to stick with Matty. It's yeah. all irrelevant, really, isn't it? Mm. We, know, we know he's one, but yeah, yeah agreed. <laughs> Eden Hazard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Certainly gets my vote. Yeah. <clears throat> Smart. Uh, Ashby was making tackles and winning balls in the, in the opposition half, which is brilliant as well, but uh, it's got to be JT for me. Yeah. Well, I, I'm delighted to tell you, I mean, I, I'm going to vote for JT, obviously, uh, but actually it's... You know, I would say pretty much unanimous from what I'm seeing on Twitter. Mac, uh, Dan, Dan Gilligan's in the house. Brilliant. He says JT, the Jersey guy, Mike, Yaren. They're all they're all going for JT. Tactics Wizard said William ran his ass off on Saturday, Sunday even. Quite right. Yeah, JT. I think that's a, an absolutely perfect way to end this part on with JT being our man of the match. I I I feel like doing a round of applause for JT. Leader legend. Oh, that song. That song. No, yeah, what? The song. No, we'll do that later. Okay, don't, don't panic, Dan. It's okay. in the script. So I can, can actually remember what the lyrics are. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on, talking about JT, actually, I should let you lot out there know that there is going to be a special edition of CFC UK, which, if you remember the one we did a couple of years ago, which was a special on Frank Lampard, well, we're doing a special on JT. So I remember I, I've written uh, an article on JT called The Last of the Mohicans, and I shall leave it there. But anyway, do get it because it'll be a cracker. Everybody gets their chance to say what a fantastic player he's been for the club. All right, now we will be carrying this on after the break and we'll be discussing why Chelsea should have had at least two penalties. Uh, We'll be exploding the myth of boring, boring Chelsea. We'll be applauding the fact that Wenger will never beat Mourinho. What a great day to do a show. Only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea.
Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, now, uh, we've already discussed uh, the player ratings, and we've given JT the man of the match. Uh, it's now time to talk a little bit about stuff that came out of the match whilst keeping half an eye uh, on the Chelsea Youth Cup final against Man City second leg and annoyingly uh, the three boys around the table are all able to see the TV and my back is to it so I am in the worst possible position but uh, I'm sure they'll keep me abreast but they need to remain focused on the show if I see their eyes drifting too much there will be trouble um, anyway uh, the first thing I really wanted to talk about about the game itself was was, was the penalties really and I, and I, I you know, for a very obvious reason, and I think I think that we're all a bit stung by the criticism that Chelsea got of being negative, boring, blah, 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 blah. But the reality is, before we even get into the chances we created and all of that, had we been given one out of the three possible penalties we could have had, that would have been game-changing. Very much smart, like we talked about the week before in the United game. You know, when we scored on the 38th minute, it was kind of game over, wasn't it? I wasn't stung by the negativity in the press at all. Oh, well, yeah. I expected it, for one thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I absolutely... I have nothing but admiration for the way the team defended. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the first penalty? I mean, Oscar, uh, I think it would have been a bit soft if he'd have got that, to be honest. It was... Um... Yeah, he kind of pushed him a little bit. Like yeah, that. It, was, it wasn't really. No, you, you, you didn't th- it would have been a, it would have been a harsh ref that gave that. As yeah, a pen. yeah, yeah. One, one, if it had been a Chelsea player that had touched him, it would have definitely been a penalty. I mean, it was easy. It was easy for uh, for, for the ref we had on the day not to give it because yeah. he, he gave absolutely yeah. sweet Felicity Arkwright all afternoon. Oliver is a cock womble. There is no yeah. denying it. Uh, Clayton, um, soft for you. The penalty that is. <laughs> as opposed to the cock one, but I, I, I know, I, not, I know, I, I know I, we're watching a semi at the moment. But, oh no, it's a final, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I would have been quite embarrassed to have accepted that as yeah. a penalty. I don't think it was a pen. Um, I don't even think because a lot of the time my argument is if that happens anywhere else on the pitch, it's a free kick. Yeah, but, but I don't even think that would have been a free no, kick. No. No. I mean, you know, I know we're going to. You know, hopefully we're going to coat Michael Oller off considerably in a minute. But, I mean, weirdly, there were, apart from the penalties, I thought he refereed the game quite well. I thought he let a lot of challenges go on both sides yeah. that would have otherwise, you know, another referee might have penalised. Branner particularly could yeah. have got a yellow card well yes. before he did. Yes, uh, And he also booked three Arsenal players for blatant professional fouls which stopped Chelsea Cantor, the end of the game, which yeah, I was yeah, really pleased to see yeah. penalised, actually. So... I feel a bit ambivalent about Oliver. I, I think he really. I think the I think penalties he, he were appalling. Had a, he had a decent game. On the other, yeah, apart from apart from the penalties, crucial decision. Yeah, Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho said he had a good game. Well, he was just refusing to comment. <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah. Well, he only said that because we didn't lose. JT was interesting afterwards. He actually yeah. thought that uh, he'd got them all right. So, but he I, was at the other end of the pitch. He wasn't. I think he was just being a bit. You know, he's right. practicing to be a yeah. manager, yeah. possibly. Maybe. Um, so there we go. Two, three of us say no pen for the full first ha- one. Full house. Full house. Yeah. Okay. So what, what do we get for a full house? Um, um, uh, um, okay. Uh, it's very rare. Please yeah. put on Mixler suggestions for what we get for a full house because we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah not it's, a it's very soft. One of those, you know, powder puff touch and he went down. Yeah. I hate. I hate that. Yeah, actually, he, I don't think he was looking for one, but it was. Yeah. You know, the slightest contact. I'd have been really cross if, if you know, if that had been Chelsea, I'd have been really cross had yeah. that been given. What about the... Oh, blimey, trying to knock the table over. What about the second one, which I think is the most contentious thing that, of the whole day? Was that the Ospina tackle? Oh, that's the most nailed-on penalty I've seen all season. I mean, yeah. he absolutely wiped him out. 
There's been a rugby tackle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could see the way referee waited to see if there was an advantage for the goal, but that was absolute professional foul, red card all day, every day. How how it was not given, I do not know. If that had Baff- happened anywhere baffled. else in the pitch, that would have been a straight red. Yeah, maybe that's probably the, the, the worst decision we've not had this season, I think, in terms of penalties. I can't think of anything as, as bad. And that was no, I think it was a clear as day. It's horrendous. I mean, Oscar was very lucky to get up. It, it was. I think, I think you know what, in, in mitigation, much, not, not that I'm here to defend Michael Oliver or, or anybody else, actually. Um, I think, in a way, I think two things are at play here. One is that, you know, when that happened, your eyes followed the ball yep. to see if it was going to be a goal. So I'm not saying he missed it, but it was kind of easy to not really understand the full impact of that. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that I think now he, yeah, she's interesting because we've got a goalie in the house, haven't mm. we? I think I think goalkeepers get it easy compared to outfield players. If that, I mean, you know, you were talking a minute ago yeah. about what happens outside the penalty area. Yeah. If that had been an outfield player yeah. that had done that, Clayton, yeah. uh, they'd have been off immediately. There'd have been a three-game, probably an extended ban because the yeah. FA would have been talking about violent, violent conduct. conduct. Yeah. And it would have been, you know, whoever it was, Ospina yeah. Crimes. Yeah. And the ball yeah. had long gone. Yeah, if that had been outside well, the penalty th- area, not a keeper. That is spot on. And, and the big point for me, and this I think is quite difficult for the referee, is when you watch that back, Ospina made absolutely no None. attempt to save the ball because the ball was actually past him mm. by the time he clattered Oscar. Now, it's quite interesting because uh, for those of you who are uh, old enough to remember... The Harold Schumacher yeah, challenge. The, the one that looked in, like a in, German in, porn star. Which, on Battiston. <laughs> on Battiston, which basically, I mean, thank God Oscar didn't get um, what happened to Battiston, who was carried off in a neck brace. Yeah. But that was that was as bad and as calculating. And you're right, Oliver followed the ball, um, and I don't think he fully saw the intent of Ospina, but it was awful. I mean, well, come on, I, I don't but, I think Ospina's a really... The point is, the linesman should have been... Perhaps could have helped his referee out to listen and put the flags. When do they ever? Snap. When do they ever? I don't help. know whether any referees listen. I don't know whether the referees say right, only give offsides and throw-ins, don't give anything else. But I don't the, know what the instructions the are. The assistant referees are always a complete waste of space. I don't know why yes, they bother putting their kit on at the beginning of the yeah. game or carrying a flag. You know, to be my my biggest regret about the Ospina challenge on Oscar is that it wasn't Diego. Because oh, Ospina, man, he'd have gone back Os- the other way. Ospina wouldn't have got up. No. Well, if, if he'd have hit, if he'd have tried yeah. Alma Costa, yeah. Ospina, uh, the, <laughs> got the ball, and Bellerin would have ended up in the net. Correct. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Correct. That's, that's a great shame, I, I think. That. I think you're right, though, Clayton. And Tony mentioned this on Twitter, actually, afterwards. And, and again, just on Mixler a minute ago, he, he, he likened it to the Schumacher-Battiston yeah. incident. I mean, it wasn't anything like as bad as that. I mean, no, that was Sh- Schumacher. Clear- I mean, Schumacher did him with his knee, I and, mean, and there was no free kick. Schumacher no. didn't even get booked, did he? Yeah, but they were different yeah. times then. You know, <laughs> men were men, and referees were scared. Yes, yes indeed. You know, but if Espino had gone in, had gone in two inches higher than he did, and caught yeah. and caught no, him square right on the chin, it that would have knocked he, him he, out he did. completely. He, did. he, he, he just head, caught him. Yeah, but if he'd been did. two inches higher, anyway, made the full contact. I think we're all agreed that it should have been a penalty and a red card for Espino. And and the other thing, of course, is that as we know, Oscar went off with concussion in the second half went into hospital apparently he's okay yeah. he'll be okay he, he's for, okay for Leicester, yeah, he, he's, tweeted he's okay alright third penalty um, which is on Fabregas when you know Michael Oliver yet again di- uh, booked him for a dive he did that against Southampton as you might recall mm. um, typical Oliver refereeing I mean my own view on that was it was 50-50 I, I've seen them given I've seen them not being given but I would say it was definitely not a yellow card for diving there was clear contact there Clayton 
There was, but it was quite interesting because the uh, triple salsa double pike that uh, Cess performed was like what he did when uh, he did it against Drogba again in Barcelona in the semi-final. It was a similar sort of thing. Oh, God, yeah. He basically, Which was a terrible dive. Clearly a dive yeah, then. It you was. Know. No, but I mean, it, 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 that, that's what doesn't help. I mean, I'm not saying that if he would have just got down as if he'd been clipped. Yeah. Because, the, you know, these guys, they go down because they're clipped... It's because it's somebody has made contact with them. Yeah. In normal life, if you bump into somebody in the street in the way that he was bumped into, you just say, "Oh, sorry." And you carry might stumble, on but you carry yeah. on. Yeah. You don't go. I mean, the other thing, Oliver was in a really good position, so he would he would have seen some position. form of contact on Fabregas. Okay, he didn't think it was enough for penalty, but there's enough contact for him to see. Not a yellow card, but you don't all. you don't go down flat on your face, and certainly not with your arms stretched out in front of you. Yeah. No. If players just get yeah. kept and go down naturally. Yeah. You probably get more penalties. The whole dramatic trying to draw the referee's attention—the fact they've been clipped. I, I saw a couple of replays of that. There was contact initially, knee to knee. Yeah. And if he'd gone down then, yeah. he probably would have got a penalty. Yeah. But he, as he went down, he stuck a leg out trying to make more contact. Yeah. And that possibly is what Oliver saw. I mean, it's kind of like the, the Herrera thing last week, where the referee clearly saw the Herrera stuck his leg into Cahill to make the foul. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this was more. This was a fifty-fifty contact, and. It kind of was well, almost a story of our season where you know, we haven't had any marginal decisions whatsoever. No. But we also, I mean, I don't want to defend Oliver, but I will say that how many times have we seen it and he saw it sort of in real time? But it, I don't know, I mean, it was re- close re- enough. Real time, my first thing I'll tell you was it was a penalty. Yeah. But I mean, well, to be honest, like I, I said in the beginning of it, I, I think it was 50 50. I think, you know, you've seen them given, you've seen them not given. I, yeah. I, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm not hugely upset that that wasn't given as, as a penalty but I am hugely upset that Fabregas got booked for diving I, I, ridiculous I think, I think it's ridiculous so I mean I think the bottom line is, is and that presumably misses our next no, game it doesn't no no no, no. They're, they're all they rescinded wiped now out. yeah they're oh, wiped okay. out now right, okay. I mean the other thing I would say is Get that we, we, program, you know, we, should, we should be reasonably fair and we should mention Cahill's yep. penalty handball incident um, two things that came out of that for me that were interesting I mean I, I thought it was I thought it was more, you know, ball to hand. He was very, very close to the action. You know, when you go down like that, you're going to have your arms in the air. So I would have thought, I, I would say it would have been really, really harsh had he uh, been penalised for that. Even Alan Smith said so in the live commentary, as did the, the people after the, sh- you know, the pundits after the show. And I think the other interesting thing was that JT revealed after the game that the referees, because they do, you know, pre-season, they, they speak to the yeah. the teams and the captains and so on and so forth. And they said that they're basically not going to give them I know, that was amazing. Why, yeah, why, is it, why is it taking until April for anybody to well, come out was really and say, yeah. at the beginning of the season, we were told that any ball to hand are not going to be given? But I, I don't think there was anything that, that, that Cahill could do about that. No, I don't think so. I mean, he was, he was falling over at the time. His, his elbow, if it wasn't on the ground, it was close to the ground. I don't think he's anything but he could do. But it, it wasn't like his full-length dive. And he was, a, he, he was, yeah, he was a yard away from the boys. It was, it was never going to be given. Tactics Wizard has said something really interesting, actually. Uh, as, as has Jack Faulkner. Um, he says, the referees seem completely against us all season. I don't understand it. Um, I'd love to get to the bottom of why they clearly are. Because there's something been going on that is beyond weird this year. And Tactics Wizard says, FA doesn't want to give the league leaders penalties this late. It cheapens the league when the title's won with five matches to go. There's an agenda for money. Well, that might be your answer, Jack. Um, I don't know, I mean, but I'd love to think there was something spooky going on, wouldn't you? 
I'd love to think so. I'd love to think that they are bitter and twisted and have an agenda and they sat in a room 20 odd referees beginning a like, season like that bloke said, in the Simpsons what was the guy's name the, the you know Homer's boss Mr Burns Mr Burns yeah. Mr Burns yeah. I mean just, just I don't know but I mean there, there's been a couple of incidents there's been a couple of games this year where it's just been beyond incompetence yeah. it's just been awful I mean Burns it's getting to kind of overbroke proportions home, what we, had? we had two penalties awarded to us in the league this year Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's exceptionally low yeah. so, for a team that attacks somebody, as much as we yeah. do. Spurs have had at least seven and the, yeah. the team that's got the most has got 11 yeah. And we're top of the league, got more points than anybody yeah. else. More, well, apart from City, more goals. It doesn't make any logical well, sense. I think what really knocks me off, Dan, is that actually, if you if you look back in history, uh, Man United. Everybody used to moan about the fact that United always had at least one penalty a game at Old Trafford. And you know, I think there's an there's an element of cynical truth in that. But I think again, to be fair, you have to also recognise that at home, United would absolutely all out attack every game. Mm. And if you attack you end up in the opposition's penalty area more, and therefore, de facto, you end up getting more penalties. Now, the same could be said of Chelsea. So where are our penalties, Dan? Mm. That's the million-dollar question. Where are they gone, boy? Where are they gone? I mean, I think we've had six or seven probably nailed on penalties we've not got this season. At least. Yeah. And if you, you know, it hasn't cost us a league. So it just shows how, you know, it's an agenda. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jose was making that point. He yeah. was saying if you take that into account, then we'd be about thirty points yeah. ahead. I mean, purely mm. playing devil's advocate, we you know obviously <coughs> Chelsea fans. I, you know, has there been other clubs complaining about? Have a sip of beer, Dan. Yeah. you're struggling. <coughs> you know. Other clubs complaining about lack of decisions, maybe just incompetent refereeing across the board, yeah. not just with Chelsea. So it's a Bob Fleming attack coming yeah. on. Basically. Okay, uh, enough of the pe- just, no, no, go on, on, go on the penalty on. thing. The, the one thing, and I, I've, I've written about this, is the fact that Liverpool. Man United in their peak, you sneezed in their box, Stretford End or the cop, and you got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Stanford Bridge, we've never no. ever had that. That's very true. Yeah, so very true. I don't know whether that's a historical I th- I th- thing. I think the immutable. But we've got no history, so we've got none, none at all. I mean, yeah. the immutable fact about Sunday was that had we been given one of those three, yeah. and we're saying two of them we reckon could easily well one of them definitely should have been and the other one possibly any one of those two let alone three game changes City have scored so it's now 3-2 on aggregate little shit who scored we don't know a City player okay All right. don't worry don't panic don't panic don't panic we'll be fine we'll be fine just think about the Tottenham actually do you know what a quick quick remark on the Youth Cup it's probably a good thing that City have scored this early because actually, I suspect Chelsea, no matter how much they won't want to have done, will have gone in with a mindset of let's just like keep it tight and not concede. Now they have to go and play. And I think this side, this youth side, are better when they're playing. Anyway, moving on. Um, boring, boring Chelsea. Um, just a very uh, nice little uh, interjection and, and defence of the great defending, really. I mean, for me, that was a masterclass tactically. Great defending, swamp the midfield, player falls number nine. Um, but I think on the number nine issue, what I'd like to really talk about smart, and actually for those of you uh, who are in the Amazon rainforest and who have not yet read my uh, International Business Times article today, it covers this point in depth. But, you know, Jose said before the match that Costa's not fit, may not be fit for, for Wednesday. Remy's almost certainly not for, fit for Wednesday. That leaves Drogba as his only not even 100% fit striker. So... I don't think he set out to be negative. I don't think he had a lot of choice. I mean, you know, it was either play an unfit Drogba for 90 minutes and then maybe not have him available for Wednesday and therefore absolutely no strikers, 
or, or see if we can actually play, you know, without without a striker for the first half and see did, what happens. Did he bring Drogba on because Oscar was injured? Yes. Would, would he have done? Would he have brought him on if Oscar hadn't been injured? No, I think no, he really, no reason he to. He would have probably brought Drogba on for the last twenty minutes. I think the plan it's, was. It's, nobody's farting, Clayton. It's Jonathan trying to give me live updates from Stamford yeah. Bridge. Best. He's trying to tell us that City has scored. Shall we talk to him? Yeah, go on. No, he's gone now. Sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> no, yeah, I think <clears throat> I'll pick it up next yeah. time. Drogba being for the last 20 minutes maybe at 0-0 to try and nick a win so Oscar probably would have stayed on I don't think it was tactical I think it was in force yeah I think it was in force yeah. that was my point and I mean I think all this bitching that you were getting from the media and Arsenal fans I mean actually listen to what Jose said He, I mean I think this is interesting in a wider point in a way is that you know people are so kind of hung up on the fact that Jose you know speaks with forked tongue you know, he says one thing means another. Actually, you know, most of the time, he's actually telling the bloody truth and they don't realise it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely honest and open with it. It's and the double bluff. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. Um, I think he said once, you know, listen to what I say, don't write what you think I say. Exactly. Now, yeah. that, that said, um, Martin was brilliant on uh, in the pub on this, but, uh, you know, I, I felt that uh, that actually we were not negative. I think that actually for the first half, we were certainly the most threatening side. And I think when Arsenal kind of, you know, clearly, uh, and I think to be in fairness to Wenger, you know, he told them to, well, hang on, guys, you sit a little bit deeper, try and bring them on, because actually our game is counter-attacking. And that happened for about the first kind of 20 minutes or so of the second half. And then Chelsea just shut the game down because they knew that they weren't going to score. But we had, stats don't lie smart, no. we had three shots on target and they had one shot on target. Yeah, and, that we, didn't and we come had to three the fo- potential penalties and they only had yeah. one. And their shot didn't come until the 44th minute. Exactly. Exactly. And, and don't forget, that's the only shot they've had on target in two games against us, not just one. Exactly. So, well, I mean, you know, I think it's an absolute load of balloon. I mean, I'll tell you what I actually thought, Clayton, was that I actually thought it was quite an entertaining game to watch. I mean, where did boring rubbish the come fir- from? The first, the first half was, was excellent. And yeah. everybody said that and all the pundits said that. And I think it was more of a surprise because they all thought it was all going to be like 90 minutes of the second half. Um the tactics changed because Drogba came on. We played in a different way and they played. They actually sat back. They thought they were going to Chelsea us. They thought they'd sit back, let us have the ball and then hit us on the break. Um, which they're very well equipped to do, which, actually. Which they I, can I do, but they're not quite as good as no. us. And the other thing is that they were absolutely terrified that we were going to hit them and uh, and score. But one thing, again, on the negative, which is a myth and which is why it's not true, and we mentioned it earlier on, Three bookings they got in the last fifteen minutes because yeah. they tripped up yeah. William yeah. Ramirez and yeah. Hazard who were all fouls. breaking through. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's what you want to believe. I think I think you know I don't I don't. Do you know what? Honestly, I don't give a t- rat's well, I don't, tit I don't what people think. think. We, I, I think that's right, and I think at the end of the day, ninety-one teams would want to be where we are. Yeah. And the fact that if people think we're boring, well, who gives a rat's Well, I mean, ass? you know, we're talking about talking about stats again. I'm going to sound mm. like Rafa, but I mean, you know, jo- Jose was very, very quick to bring this to the wider world's attention and fair play to him. Top of the league all season. Yeah. If we if we stay top of the league all season, which we will, we will yeah. break the record for the longest time at the top in a season. Yeah. Um, we're the second in the most goals scored. We're only about five behind City, who have played more games than us. Uh, we're first equal uh, on goals conceded with yeah, Southampton. Southampton. Have caught us up now. We've got the best goal difference. I mean, it's absolute. It's it's rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. And mm. I think, to be frank, uh, it's more evidence of the bile, the bitterness, and the envy, and also cynically what we were alluding to a minute ago with the 
you know, kind of desire to to not have one team running away with it mm. that's coming from the media. I think it's driven by them again. You know, this perpetual thing over the last few weeks, Clayton, of, oh, there's still a title race on. Oh, Man United could win it. Well, oh, asked, no, no. <laughs> I said you've not had a fucking chance all season, you nutties. When I, when I was away and I was watching the, uh, the Chelsea QPR game and it had Richard Keyes as the, you know, whatever oh. feed it is, and at the end of the game, Richard Keyes' comment was, well, we were three minutes away from having a title race. I went... Three minutes, three years away from having a title race. What are you, you know, you're trying to build up something that's not there. And you can understand if you don't support Chelsea, it's dull. We've been there all year. Actually, sorry to butt in, boys. I'll bring you in a second. There's something else going on here, which I also think is quite sinister, Hmm. but equally interesting. You know, there's, there's two games going on here. One is for match going supporters. Now, this is not for one minute to coat off people who don't go to matches, but. There's those that really know what's going on, mm. and there's what Sky and their franchise around the world are trying to sell to what I would call the neutral armchair supporters. Mm. So people who just have bugger all to do on a Saturday, Sunday morning or afternoon somewhere in the world. Fans. No. <laughs> Sorry. Some, you know, pe- people around the world who are not wedded to a team, who are not mm. supporters of a team, but it's part of their entertainment package. And that is who Sky are talking to, trying to con them into the fact that it's entertaining. Mm. Fuck off! It's got nothing to do with that. It's about football. Sorry, Dan. Rant I was over. Say, yeah, going back to Kate was saying about you know, we even let City get back into the race at January time, and we said, you know what? There's a chance they didn't take it, and we're you know ten points clear again. And we're, we're, stats don't lie. Top of the league since day one. Do you want some more stats? I absolutely love Mourinho's reaction to to the boring claims from the from the latte drinkers yeah. when he said nil nil's not boring. He said, uh, "Going ten years without yeah, without a title—that's boring." Do you, do you want some? Do you want some? Uh, do you want some great stats? Yeah. Uh, okay. Arsenal in nineteen in the ninety seven ninety eight season. So Wenger was in charge, yeah. and he had the likes of Bergkamp, Vieira, Petit, a really Henry. decent. Yeah. No, I don't think Henri was there. Then. Decent, uh, p- probably um, over Mars. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? Women are from Venus and and Arsenal are from over Mars. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) anyway, Arsenal 97 98. (laughs) All over Mars. 19 goals in 16 games between November and March. Not like Wayne Rooney is all over Grandma. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, very good. Don't shut up. That was funny. (laughs) Titter ye not. Uh, Right, so Arsenal 97 98. 19 goals in 16 games between November and March. 12 clean sheets in 14 matches. Uh, five one nils in six matches. Mm. The other match being a nil nil draw against West Ham. Boring, boring Arsenal. I mean, you know the irony of that. I mean, yeah. clearly all the nappy shitters, as Tony would call them, that you know go to the Emirates every other week, clearly haven't been following Arsenal. Uh, probably they've only turned up in the last well, ten I years. I think George Graham would yeah. have been incredibly impressed by yeah. our defending. Because they're funny, they they panned him, didn't they, on Sunday? Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah. Have they not? Have they not heard of one nil to the Arsenal, which was coined, I think, in about ninety two. Graham's team, ninety two, yeah. yeah. maybe ninety three. Was, yeah. was, was it when they won the? Was it Cup Winners Cup or something? Or yeah, right? it was early nineties, yeah. wasn't it? And Alan yeah. Smith was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Alan yeah. Smith from Leicester. <laughs> I can't really do a Leicester accent. I'll need to work on it. Um, okay, I think that's leading us in beautifully to a coating off of Arsene Wenger and an absolute. Uh, how do I put this? In praise of Jose Mourinho, it's probably the politest way I can put it. Um, I love this. I mean, 13 games, right? Seven wins, six draws. 
so he's never Wenger's never beaten Mourinho. Um, in that time, we've scored twenty-one goals, four, and we've only conceded six. Not to mention all the titles we won in that time and the trophy yeah. smart. And you told me something you, you were saying earlier, weren't you? That they haven't even. Now I know that's it. I found this out today. Arsenal have not actually scored against a Chelsea Mourinho side since the sixth of May two thousand and seven. There was a bit of a break in between, to be fair, but but it's it's still yeah, there's still yeah, quite a right. few matches. Yeah. It's I mean that's, that's right. how piss poor he is. Uh, and here's another one for you, Dan. Yeah. You'll love this. I've gone statastic tonight. <laughs> it's not like me to get all you know get hard on for stats, but I seriously have tonight. He says gripping his mic in a rather weird way. Um, anyway. Um, Okay, this is Mourinho's record at Chelsea in the Premier League. You're going to love this, Clayton. You're going to love this. He's got a 70% win rate. That's phenomenal. He's got 102 clean sheets. He averages 2.31 points per game. The only side to have scored more goals than than Chelsea in Mourinho's 190-odd Premier League games are Arsenal. And it's not by many. All right? So we're, we're second... In terms of when I when I say second, I'm you know United, Liverpool, Spurs, the usual lot. Okay, um, he's won 133 out of 190 Premier League games whilst manager of Chelsea. So, what do you reckon about that? Yeah, but he's boring, isn't he? He's, he's the enemy yeah. of football. He's so he's predictable, he's absolutely so rubbish. He's, he's just you know he's not good enough. Yeah. He's not good enough. I mean, it's a, it, I think it's extraordinary that somebody like Wenger who. He seems like a rabbit caught in the headlights whenever Jose's on, on the opposite bench. Because yesterday I was just thinking, I was looking at their bench thinking, crikey, that, that you know, they could the bring Eng- on it was a the England cu- bench, yeah, wasn't it? A, yeah, they could bring on a couple of players and they could cause us problems in the last 10, 15 minutes. He didn't do it, did he? He didn't <coughs> seem to do it. And I mean, one of the points that Jose made in the press conference about the boring, boring Chelsea's. He said maybe it's boring because he took off one striker for another. Yeah. Maybe one of them to leave two strikers. Of course, it's on. easy to defend, isn't it, Clayton? Yeah, you Brendan know. said so. It's easy yeah, to and defend, then, isn't and it? Look how well he's done this year. You know what? I think I think there's really something in this because I, you know, to be really honest, smart. I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever felt that uh, that Wenger is tactically very good as a manager. I think what he's been good at doing uh, through his entire career at Arsenal, and you know, let's be fair, he's won a fair bit. You know, what he's been good at doing is getting some very talented, attack-minded players. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. 
Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. ...and letting them express themselves and go for it. But I don't think he has any tactical acumen whatsoever. And that's why, when he plays against the decent teams, with decent managers, particularly in Europe, he gets found out. Same with bloody Brenda Rogers. You know, it's all right when you've got Suarez up front and a few other talented players and you just let them express themselves. But if you're asked to go and defend, don't have a clue because he hasn't got it tactically. Do you think with those new teeth you should call him Buck Rogers? (laughs) (laughs) Smart's on fire. Lovely. I mean, it's an argument he's a a flat-track bully. Well, what what do you think about my my little coating-off analysis? I think it's a very fair point. I mean, Wenger built his first tenures in Arsenal and George Graham's back four. And since those guys have gone, he hasn't replaced them. They've won one FA Cup. Wenger's been found out in Europe every single season. He's scraped through qualifying groups. Mm. They've lost. Okay, they've lost to some decent teams, but they've thrown up first legs every single time at home. Well, they, they set like, out to come fourth every season. Yeah, they? but I mean, to lose three at home to Monaco when you've got a great chance to progress is wank, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. I was watching shit house. Really, yeah. doing that. I mean, we haven't done that for years. No. I, I think Wenger's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Yeah. I mean, Wenger's good, but I don't, you know, he's held in such high esteem by the Arsenal fans. I, he's good, but not good enough, and yeah. that's the point. I mean, you know, up against uh, the best, found out at the highest level, and the highest level, as we both know, is, is winning titles year in year out, and it's winning in Europe. And I mean, you know, I, I, I'll happily coat Wenger off until my dying breath but I'll tell you what if, if we were talking about Alec Ferguson I wouldn't be doing oh, it oh Ferguson I'm you know? disrespectful and that's what I'm talking about whatever, whatever you may say think or loathe about Sir Alec Ferguson mm-hmm. that man did it at the highest level year after 20, year after year 20. and Wenger is not you know not fit to lick the piss off Alec Ferguson's no. brogues he mate. even did it with Aberdeen before he ever Aberdeen I think Fer- Ferguson's a brilliant manager he's, he's got Mourinho's he's got that kind of Mourinho's got the edge Oh, is he equalised? Oh, get in is there. Izzy Brown. Brown. Yes, he is. Knees up, Izzy Brown. Knees up, Izzy Brown. Knees up, knees up. Don't get a breeze up. Knees up, Izzy Brown. Looking for the yeah. Beerman family. And See, the, they're not the singing crowd. that. If we were there, they'd all be singing yeah. that now, wouldn't they? They would be. They're clapping. Yeah. But you're quite Lovely. right. Just going oh. back, going back, going back on. I mean, Alex no. Ferguson was a fantastic manager, and that's why Alex Ferguson let retired because Jose came back he wasn't stupid he left Man United yeah. in a right old didn't he he, 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 knew, he knew he knew it was to too leave. much of a big job to get them back in it was the end of the road he couldn't do it again well oh, Moy's got a lot of shit for that but, but it wasn't his fault but Wenger doesn't know when to quit and, well. I, and I think he's he's well, gone past his let's, let's face it Clayton if if, if Wenger sorry Dan if, if, if Wenger's done one thing of absolute genius it's stay there it's, 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 <laughs> no well yeah in a way for but us. It, no it, it is to have embedded himself into a position of power at that club where he's unassailable oh, yeah. because I'm telling you now if he was at any other decent big club he'd have been out God. years ago there's a lot of gooners that I know want him gone yeah there you yeah, go jo- Jose may have mentioned that once or twice uh, he might, nice might just have mentioned it right that on that happy happy note uh, we need to go for a quick break largely because I'm dying for a pee um, anyway, after the break, um, blimey, is that quick already? We're, I can't believe we're. Have we done. 
Oh, no, no, I'm, I've moved it as always. I've moved a page on. I'm such a complete pillock. Anyway, in, in, in the next part, we're going to be talking about the striker crisis. We're going to be talking about fighting fatigue. And we're going to be talking about the, uh, the PFA, uh, Player of the Year Award, and the Team of the Year. And we're also going to be talking, or actually we're going to be singing, a very magical song that was emanating from the Hemorrhoid Stadium as Chelsea supporters left in droves yesterday. See you in a sec. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and I hope you are still listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Uh, for those of you listening live, uh, I hope you're watching the Youth Cup final as well. The boys are on. Clayton's grimacing, which worries me, but actually that's a very good point. It's wind. Okay, it's wind, it's fine. (laughs) We've got Clayton Beerman in the house, lovely to see him as always. The return of Dan Silver, refreshed after his lovely trip to Miami, and we've got Dr. Mart. There we go. The old, the old contemptible himself. Exactly. You're, you're so, right hand man, and I am on this occasion sitting on your. Right you hand are side. sitting on my right hand side. That's very true. Now, uh, in this little bit, we're going to, you know, spread the debate a little bit wider than the Arsenal match to other things going on. And actually, we we did talk about this uh, uh, stupidly because I should have checked the script earlier on, didn't we? We talked about the striker crisis, but I tell you what, we can kind of combine the striker crisis and the fighting fatigue. And actually, I did make the point to Clayton a minute ago that. Uh, my my uh, International Business Times article this week, which you can get uh, by uh, just look at my Chelsea fancast or Staffordshire's Twitter feed and you'll find the link to the article. But I kind of went into this today and, you know, it all stemmed from the fact that I don't think that uh, Jose had much choice uh, by not really selecting a, a proper number nine against Arsenal. Um, but really, what, what I'm talking about, Dan, is the fact that, uh, you know, if we have one chink in our arm or one vulnerability this season, it has been the fact that we don't have enough uh, world-class strikers in yeah. three, that we, we have one who is, you know, both injury and yellow card prone. We've got Remy, who I think is, is a good uh, Premier League level yeah. striker. Uh, and we've got Drogba, who was brilliant, but is past yeah. it. That is not enough... I mean, we've got away with it in the Premier League. It's certainly not enough to compete in the Champions League. So what are we going to do about it? Well, <clears throat> another top-class striker for sure, a shopping list. I have read some of the Costa will have an operation over the summer which will sort out this hamstring issue. So I think it's something that does need surgery. I read that on one of the yeah, blogs. Dan, Dan uh, Levine was talking yeah. about that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no World Cup this year, so yeah, we'll get mean, that done. And in fairness, given suspensions and injuries, Costa's had a brilliant first season. Yeah. You know, you talk about adapting to new leagues, but I think he's come in absolutely. He's had a brilliant first half a season. Yeah, he's, I think the, suspe- the suspension. I think he had a lot of momentum yeah. before he he Sky got him banned. The suspension um, and the injuries have been. Uh, yeah, but I think he's been brilliant. I think he's 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 a horrible player, but a lovely player. He's one of the players you hate playing against. And he got. I think did he get voted to the PFA team? I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it shows the fellow players respect him. I think next season, if he's fully one hundred percent fit, yes, we'll miss five games through suspension. But we knew that signing him, we knew he had that edge. When signing him, you lose that edge, you lose half the player. We need a good backup. I like to keep Remy. I'm, I feel sorry he hasn't had enough game time this season for whatever reason, whether Jess doesn't rate him or, or what have you. And obviously, we're going to replace Drogba with a, another top striker. But then, if, if we continue to play this formation, will we get a top striker to sit on the bench for 
30 games a season. Well, we could do with a, a fit Costa for the start of next season. Yeah. So I mean, you, you, you do wonder, if we, if we do win the league over the next two games, perhaps he'll send Costa away to get yeah. an operation done. And it would be, it would be good to you know, see maybe give Solanke couple of games yeah, if he's absolutely. You know, when the pressure's off and I think when the pressure's off Jesse will play the kids because when's the championship finished can he get Bamford back for a last no, Bam- couple of Bamford they no, can't play he's um, no because he'd be in the playoffs well, he, he, yeah right, he'd be in the playoffs yeah, yeah. so yeah forwards and we may even see a change in formation next season I, mean, I did read some blogs saying we might look to go back to four-three-three next season mm-hmm. possibly you know with sort of Matic another defensive yeah. midfielder and possibly Hazard and one other up front but I think you know, last last year was the foundations. This year is kind of like the ground floor. I think next year we can really, with a couple of you know signings, improve that twelve or thirteen untouchables and get to fifteen or sixteen. You're right. We're in a lovely position. Yeah, Clayton. What what do you, I mean, you know, do you think? Uh, I mean, my own my own particular view on this yes. is that Costa obviously Drogba will go. Yes. I'd keep Remy. Yes. I think we need another world-class striker, yes. you know, on a similar level yes. to Costa, and and I think we need one other. Oh, I, I, well, I would be quite happy to have Bamford as the fourth well, striker. Yeah. The issue is, is he prepared two, to sit well, on the bench? Two, two weeks ago, or three weeks, whenever I was here, when Dan was here, I said Bamford, and he just went, "No, he's going. He won't be there." Uh, so I don't know. I mean. Bamford's done it at every level. All good strikers do it at every level. Hang on a minute. Spencer McMillan on Periscope. It's 1-1 at the moment in the Youth Cup final. Anyway, carry on, Clayton. Um, I would like to see him given a chance, but we do need him and we need another world-class striker. And I think the important thing is that we have a striker who is completely different to Diego Costa. We need a poacher. Uh, we need somebody Forks in the box isn't it yeah I, I mean who I haven't got a clue somebody on, on Periscope saying Emil Heskey yeah no he's <laughs> yeah. good yeah. I, I, that, I, is, I, that is what I call banter and shithousery I, I hear he's up and coming um, I don't know but I mean Solanke yeah get him on the bench um, Jose was saying that it's up to him he's got a decision to make he can either go out on loan to a championship club or go abroad or he can stay here and learn it's a it's a massive thing and it's another it's another discussion for another day. But it's a question of not only do we need that striker, but we need another midfield player who is somebody who can attack and score goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we've got we've had eighteen goals from Hazard from midfield. Yeah, but combining Oscar you know, and then you basically look at the goals we lost when Frank left. Yeah, and we need another midfield player. I think to be chipping in. I mean. We're sitting here and we're saying about this, that and the other and we've won the league without strikers for the last third of the season. Yeah. Well, I, as I said, I think we've got away from it and I think luckily we're in such a dominant position right at the end of the season, which in itself builds up a huge amount of momentum and pressure on the other sides that we've got away with it. But, you know, we've got no fit strikers at the moment no. and actually I've got to be honest and say I think that's criminal. And as I Negligent. said... Negligent, who's, who's criminally ne- negligent. Criminally ne- you can be my, you can buy my, be my lawyer and get me out of that one. I think spreading this, you know, a bit further. Um, you know, not only do we not have any fit strikers at the moment, but it's it, we've clearly suffered from a lot of fatigue on a lot of the key players. Matic, Fabregas definitely spring to mind, and and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jose's, you know, really only play the core of fourteen players this year, which means. In my book, he doesn't trust a lot of his squad. Some of his hang trip- on, hang on. Uh, and therefore, I think, Martin, he needs to bring in three or four players next season, irrespective of the striker issue, mm. 
that he does trust because otherwise it'll happen again and they'll get knackered. They can't, it's, it's we can't fight on all fronts. But it's the small squad that we've had this year and we've only used a core of 13 or 14 players. Is part of that driven by FFP? Because, I mean, has right. just signed a new contract, 200 grand a week. I mean, that, that is a big commitment. No, it's, it's driven by the fact that we've got 25 in our squad and others have got 28 and it's to do with the English... It's the homegrown players, yeah. isn't right, it? Okay. And we haven't got enough I in the squad. That, I might be talking complete enough to rubbish, but I think that's part of the problem. And also, FFP were well, well within our, our limits. I think we're going to be the first club to win the title, making a profit on transfer dealings for 10 years. Yeah. But I but think... That, sorry, that, Mark, that could be. A, that could be... A, I mean, FFP could be another reason to bring Bamford or... or uh, yeah, well, Slanky I think... Look, 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 as far as I'm aware, Martin, FFP, all, all that will happen regarding FFP is that if Josie wants to buy people he will sell people to buy them. Yeah, that, That's all that FFP means. He just mm. has to balance the books. I think what is more important is he buys some f- uh, players <laughs> that, uh, you know, that he actually trusts. Yeah. Don't buy players that you don't trust. Now, I accept even great managers like, like Jose Mourinho don't get it right in the transfer market all the time. You can buy people who, who, who on previous performances and viewing look like great players and they turn up and they just can't do it at the club. I mean, little Mo Salah is a great example. I mean, he looked great whenever he played against Chelsea, but they put him in a Chelsea shirt and he couldn't handle the pressure. And I think that's the key thing. We've we got to remember nowadays that Chelsea is a huge club. We're one of the top five clubs in Europe. And, you know, basically a lot of players who look good turn up and they poop their pants when they get here. Mm. He has got to get some players in, though, in my view, that he absolutely trusts. But he, 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 he doesn't want to be buying players in their late 20s or early 30s. He doesn't want to be buying the Ibrahimovic's of this world. Well, we he, he, he needs to be buying younger players. Pogba. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, it's thinking particularly. Yeah, but you're going to spunk the whole budget away if you buy Pogba. But, this yeah. is the other equation, isn't it? Mm. But then you look at look at the 28 players out on loan. If you're selling 10 or 15, then that's going to be 30, 40 million. You've got 40 million from mm. the new but sponsorship it, it, but deal. Buying a mature teeth. striker is not good business. You want to buy someone like this guy? Do you know what? Martin's made a brilliant point there, and uh, I know Clayton likes a glass of wine or three. I know Martin likes a glass of wine or three. I don't know about Dan. I I like ten. Do you? Okay, good man. (laughs) Well, I remember when I was really into wine, um, much as I loved my vintage clarets and burgundies particularly, um, it was more fun buying uh, a case of wine, what they call in France, en primeur. So basically just as it was cropped. And you had that gamble about would it become a great vintage or would it just be, you know, something to put in the car? And, but that was the great joy of it. So basically what you're saying, Smart, is that Jose needs to buy a few on primeur players, not yeah. a few kind of 2001 well, I mean, vintages. We've probably got an academy full of them. But, yeah. but uh... well, I just don't see Jose, you know, he, he's not going to blood, I would suspect, over the next, let's say, five years if he stays that long. I really don't see Jose blooding more than about one or two a year. Yeah. Oh, Out of which maybe most. three will make it if we're lucky. He said big things about Loftus Sheik for next season hasn't he he's kind of said he'll be in the squad yeah. and looking to play well he but said it'd be a mistake for Solanke to go out on loan didn't he yeah. I'd like to see Bamford get a premiership loan next season mm. I don't want to give up on him I'd like to see him go to like a Southampton or a, a, a decent team to get a see if he well, can he's, he's, he's only one championship yeah, player he, of the season but, so, yeah, so, no, you know. it's, it's quite interesting because one person who has been completely forgotten and he, and he does actually seem to be a complete plum is Lukaku Oh, because yeah. no, 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 he's sold, hear, hear me he's, out. They, hear, they sold no, him. He's not no, on loan. No, hear me out. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, just just talking about Young and you talking yeah. about Bamford. Yeah, Lukaku didn't want to stay because he wanted to be the main. Yeah, man. but his head's wrong. That's why his head's wrong and what have you. 
But the irony is, if he would have stayed, he would have played at least 30, 35 games this season yeah, because probably. of all the injuries and all the suspensions yeah. and all the rest of it. And if you would have had a Lukaku instead of a Drogba... I know we're talking financial and, OK, maybe that was a bad example. But I think with Bamford... Yeah, I mean, my... And I come back to this. Letting Scherler go, I think, was, was insane. Clayton, I think, I think Lukaku is a very good example of, of what I'm saying because buying him was good business. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. And, we and sold him for, what, 17 million or something? Made, oh. it, made a nice profit. I, I, look, I think Scherler, we've, we've, we've done a lot on yeah. this show this season and, and I loved him. But I think, uh, I think the other thing you've got to realise about Jose is that uh, he won't keep a player if the player doesn't... I mean, actually, what I'm saying is he's quite fair-minded, you know. Mm. He likes Scherler. You know, I think if he likes you, he's prepared to be a bit more reasonable than perhaps, hmm. you know, if, if if you know if if you're a complete like a list player that's going to play everywhere, you ain't going anywhere. But if you're not quite there, he, and he likes you, I think he's going to be reasonable. And I think he did the decent thing for Sherla, yeah. you know. And I, I think that was fair enough. I think that's a really odd case, in other words. I, mm. I, do, I do think that's fair enough, but it 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 goes against the grain of the team. It and doesn't it, it actually it doesn't weakened way. the team and Jose is all about the team. Yeah. So Well I maybe maybe Clayton well. yeah but maybe maybe he thought, you know what? It weakens uh, a team if I've got somebody here who doesn't want to be. Yeah, yeah. But it weakens the team, but it's not going to weaken it to the to the detriment no. of what I want well, to achieve yeah. this year. And I'll get Quadrado in, who looks a player. I mean, I saw him in the World Cup, and I thought he looked a really good player. He was tearing up Syria A before he joined. We don't know, Clayton. The reality is we don't know. And we've seen plenty of foreign players come over to the Premier League who've looked like absolute dog shit for their first season, whilst they, they get used to the pace and the physicality of the league. Let's judge Quadrado next year. Yeah. All right. Absolute case in point. You know, his first year was yeah. abysmal. Drogba yeah. was rubbish yeah. first year. I'm Henri, not, I'm rubbish not, first I, year. I agree with all of that, and Henri wasn't very good and all the rest of it, but I've not seen a player that's come in and looked as bad as that. And I do, there has to Marco be a good Marin? player. No. That, that, oh, what, come what, on, he was forward. What game was it that he came on for 10 minutes? Was it Southampton at yeah, home and yeah, had possibly yeah. the worst 10 minutes yeah. of a Chelsea player since, I don't know, Ken McCall. Well, you know, it goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. You know, we have to recognise that a lot of players who look really good when they come here basically can't deal with the pressure. Yeah. They've got the talent, but they yeah. can't deal with the pressure. Mm-hmm. Right, moving it on a bit, uh, talking of players who can certainly handle the pressure and who have been absolutely brilliant, we need to give a massive, massive Chelsea fancast salute Two, uh, Brana Ivanovic, John Terry, uh, Gary Cahill, uh, Nemanja Matic, uh, Eden Hazard, of course, and uh, Diego Costa for all being in the PFA's team of the year. Well done then. Or as yeah. Martin said brilliantly earlier on, who's in the PFA team of the year? Arthur. 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 Who's, who's in the, the PFA, PFA team, team of the year? Arthur fucking Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, which is brilliant, and I'm so delighted to see that. But what I'm a bit peeved off about is the fact that there's no Aspie, although in mitigation it is Robert Bertrand, Bertrand which I'm, I'm delighted by for yeah. him. Yeah. But I think Aspie deserved to be in there. Fabregas isn't in there. Well, that, right. exactly. Hang on a minute. Who would you pick at left back in your team? Would you pick Aspie or would you pick Bertrand? You'd pick Aspie. Of course you would. So I, can't, I think it's a bit unfair of uh, them to exclude... Uh, Aspie from otherwise a complete Chelsea defence in that team. I, I did hear somebody say today that it could have been the PFA team could have been our team plus Harry Kane. 
Yeah. Oh, End of. Well, they could have been. Harry Kane's away. I don't. Wait, 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 wait. Hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind De Gea getting in instead of Courtois because I, I, I think, I think Courtois has been good, but he's not been brilliant. De Gea has has been better in the context of the season yeah. so far as they are I, where they are I, because I, of yeah. him. So yes, on that. Basis, I agree with I, that. I agree. He should be there. He's I, a lot more safe to make. I would definitely. I would exactly. definitely. I would definitely say there is a case for having uh, Fabregas instead of. Uh, Cortina, whatever his name Ford is, Cortina. Ford Cortina, yeah. uh, because <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I know that I know that Fabregas tailed off towards the end of the season, mm. but he was phenomenal. He, mm. he was yeah. basically instrumental in us being where we are through his performance in the first six months of the season. And I don't think Cortina, because we can't, I can't say what he's really called. Ford Cortina has been equally inconsistent if, if you look at it like that. So well, why isn't we Fabregas haven't in? seen as many games? Liverpool games, thank God. No, so I only ever watched Chelsea. Actually, yeah. I don't even bother with match of the day. I just watch the Chelsea game. And then, he, he's yeah, had he's had know. a decent season, and he scored a couple of fantastic goals, and he's been massively hyped up. But when they put his figures against Fabregas, it was embarrassing. He's only he's only had five good games over the period of a month when Liverpool were beginning to get back to form. I've really been very unimpressed with him. In fact, Liverpool full stop the season have been piss poor. Yeah, yeah. Compared they, to, they, compared they, to, they've been magnificent. <laughs> how, how they've fallen. I think the players are outstanding. Outstanding, yeah. magnificent. They showed great character. It's a great football club. <laughs> and their teeth are almost as white God. as mine. Um, anyway, I went a bit Dublin there at the end of that. Um, okay. Uh, Keith Dublin. Uh, very good, very good. Um, you know, obviously Hazard got uh, Player of the Year and, you know, obviously we're all completely delighted that he did because there was an awful fear, a nightmarish fear that... Uh, you know the window liquor in chief Harry Kane might actually win it uh, which would have been just the, um, the biggest travesty of justice that I think I would have ever seen oh, in football you, want, you know Jason Roberts you, oh, you know. Jason Roberts is an absolute penis is Hazard the first player to go young and then next season win the main award oh uh, yeah but he won't next year no last year he oh did he okay. anyway, listen yeah. I've got a question for you Lord. <clears throat> when it's catching whatever you've got I've now oh. got the frog that was in your throat <laughs> Um, glad to see you're sharing it. Um, Anyone else? You know, one thing I'd like to ask you, lot is is when's the manager of the year award? Is it that's PFA as well, isn't it? Well, Sean Dyche no, will a, be getting his award sometime a, towards the end of May. You know, you know that Jose has not won one manager of the Why month. Why should he? Why should? Because he? he's the best manager. No, but that's rubbish. He's obviously well, not judged on that. There's two things: there's the LMA, which is the League Managers Association yeah. award, and then there's the I think there's a Writers Award as well. So well, do you think you'll get the manager of the year, Dan? No, the LMA might vote for him. You did that without your lips moving. I know. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> <coughs> probably Kermit, not. Kermit will probably get that. Probably not because I think he's quite abrasive and I think he does wind up other managers. So mm. I think that I quite, I quite like to see it. Ronald Pooman get it. Yeah, That'd I think he's, he's done for, for a team that's tipped to be relegated. He's done fantastically. And there's some talk he might be the new Barcelona manager. So re- reading the reading the runes, the Chelsea fan cars runes here. None of you would be that buggered off if uh, Jose didn't win manager of the year. He'll no, be nice if he did, but it's not going to change his way of life if he doesn't. No, does it? he's all about the team and the team ethic mm. and winning stuff as a team. Yeah. He'll occasionally bring out praise for I, I, I kind of want him to win it because I always want Chelsea to win everything. So Clayton, you, you're not that bothered? I'd like him to win it just because it sticks two fingers up at everybody yeah. else. But, yes. you know, the, the, the preconception is the fact that we've got lots of money and because we've got lots of money, that's why we win everything. Um, and it's easy because the fact just, that we've made a profit the, in the yeah, the, the, you just look at how much money Man United, Arsenal and Liverpool spent in the summer and how well they've done I'm absolutely delighted to see that uh, a man who really should be my partner in crime Mr Tony Glover 
has come out with what he what he really thinks. Scandalous about Jose, he won't win manager of the year. Well, see, I, I'm kind of of that camp. I think he is the best manager, so he should win manager of the year. It is scandalous, but what the FA have done this year has been scandalous on so many levels. It's a scandal. So, it's a on scandal. so many things, but we don't want to we don't want to go all scouse all right. and get persecuted. Hey, 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 calm down, calm down. No, I agree. All right, let's move on. Um, let's move on to much funnier things. Uh, one of the wonderful things. I mean, actually, to be fair, you know, I'm gonna. I know I was, I was on the. I only watched it on the TV yesterday. I'm going to keep moving my head so that Dan can't see oh, the TV. Half time one all. Um, is it okay? Half time one all. The youth cup. Youth, youth, youth. Uh, anyway, I, I actually thought uh, it came across on the TV. Anyway, I thought Arsenal supporters made quite a bit of noise yesterday. I mean, shoot me down in flames if I'm wrong. But what it said to me was that they really wanted it badly, and that, and they made a big noise. You know, yesterday. Um, all the more funnier that not only did they, you know, come out with a boring, boring Chelsea at the end of it. Also, incidentally, in the Bradford uh, one-minute silence, yeah. which every true football oh, fan yeah. would respect yeah. without question, because yeah. it was one of the most horrific things that I've ever yeah. seen, you know, in my lifetime of watching football. Uh, apparently, somebody shouted out, Fabregas, you're a wanker. And apparently, from what I can understand, if only by reading it on Twitter... It came from above the Chelsea support. So, of course, all the Arsenal fans were immediately claiming it was Chelsea. But why would a Chelsea fan shout, Fabregas, you're a wanker? <sighs> yeah. You know, so classy, very classy, that club. Herbert Norris. That was no, yeah. well, well done for mentioning Bradford. That was, I, I can't remember. I think we played at Stoke that morning and we were coming back. We did. And I remember yeah. just hearing it on the radio. Mm. Just, you know, oh, God. Awful, wasn't awful. it? It was horrendous. Yeah. Awful. awful. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, and whilst we're talking about disasters, we should mention the Nepal earthquake and hope that all our our fans on the fancast from Nepal are all okay and and um, our thoughts are with with them Ab- and their families. Absolutely concur. I mean, uh, there was a lad called Aman, I think, uh, on the Facebook group earlier who was uh, I think I can't remember what he wanted now, but he wanted to know how to get hold of something because their com- communications are all down because of the exactly. earthquake. And I did send him a little message. But actually, those of you who are new to the Chelsea Fancast may not know this, but we have quite a few listeners in the ball, and we, we have do. done from very, very early days. So as Dr. Mark said, our thoughts go out to all of you out there Absolutely. Uh, in what must be a very difficult time. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to slightly lighter-hearted things. The Chelsea supporters, in their own inimitable style, uh, basically took liberties and took the piss in London N7, as they always do. And I'm not sure, because I wasn't there, sadly. But, so I don't know whether this... Actually, do you know what? I have a feeling this was going on before, because the best video of this song that I've seen was taken in the Shakespeare pub in Holborn. Yeah. So this was obviously getting going well I've before the game. I've not seen any of this. No, it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. You, you, do you want... You just just follow along, you'll be I'll all right. Along but I'll this song was the doing words. the rounds... Yeah, this, this song was doing the rounds before the match... Uh, definitely after the match, they were all singing it outside the uh, the exits of the stadium, which is wonderfully piss taking. Apparently, there was also defacing with Chelsea stickers of Herbert Chapman. Yeah, saw that as well. Oh, <laughs> I just they, and they're all absolutely just spitting about it. They're no class, no class. Chaff scum, chaff scum. I saw um, a debate between Arsenal fans. Like, why don't you go and defend the ch- statue? It's a massive argument about Arsenal fans why they defend the statue. They're getting really like, are we ready? Yeah, somebody's got a magic hat. Who's got a magic hat? Fabregas is magic. He wears a magic hat. He could have gone to Arsenal, but he said no, fuck that. He passes with his left foot. He passes with his right. And when we win the league again, we'll sing this song all night. Oh, 
Fabregas' magic, he wears a magic hat. He could have gone to Arsenal, but he said no fuck that. He passes with his left foot, he passes with his right. And when we win the league again, we'll sing this song all night. Marvellous, 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 marvellous. That, um, uh, you know what, it's, it's kind of, I like this, you see, because you know what, people moan about the fannies all of the time and say, change your miserable old scrote, why can't you be asked to do them? Well, it's because I've got too much to do. Uh, and it kind of, re- re- you know, it does require input and, and you know, I, it's just too much work to do without that. I kind of like the spontaneity of these. If there's a bloody great f- piece of hilarity from a match, that's the, ch- that's the celery moment and we just call it. And that is the chart of the match, without a question. And it's, we've just called it. And not only that, we've combined it with we're out to show the world the way to sing, haven't we, Smart? That's right, yeah. Which we used to do in the old days we of the did. podcast, where we used to sing very badly and educate uh, some of our newer uh, listeners from outside of the UK on some of the Chelsea songs. Before your time, Clayton. Everything's before my time. Oh, we went so through young. the full repertoire on that. <clears throat> Have you ever done strolling? You see, you've never lived strolling. until you've done strolling. Yeah. Just strolling. I by the light of the moon above. Eddie, Eddie. I me the rich in their automobiles. Because the motor car is phony. I'd rather shag a pony when I'm strolling. Just strolling. In the, the cool, cool of the evening air, yeah. my luck is rolling. Strolling when I'm strolling with a one I love. Chelsea, Chelsea. There we go. Is this your top ten? I've forgotten the words. Uh, it's so long since I've it. That is. Funny was it Chelsea Aston Villa on a match of the day video, which I owned, which was like all the best bits of Chelsea and there was this thing I think we were playing Aston Villa and Bobby Townley scored about five yeah, goals yeah. Mm. and you could hear it in the back probably wasn't, I probably wasn't born then Clayton well, well, was was as I say it was on uh, now, you, now you know why we, we don't do we're out yes, to show the world the way to sing and, and in fact we, we actually we lost about 25,000 listeners every time we would sing Strolling and that would be anybody still on um, we said that people used to request it clearly we, we've only lost two which is a bit of a shame but we did try uh, Clive Lewis has said, uh, oh, there we go. Daniel Class has said, sing strolling now. Ha ha, great minds. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> At least somebody appreciates us. Um, they we're getting a lot of love for this, bizarrely. You're all mad. You drunk. Uh, anyway, Clive Lewis said, we had a rehearsal for that before the match. I'm presuming he means the uh, the uh, the, the uh, Fabregas song. Yeah. Rob Dog's in the house. Rob Dog. No chidge. More people will come in to sing along. Well, great. Sing If you will <laughs> sing along... Let's all sing together. I'll be up for that. Now, uh, enough of this silliness. Uh, stop it. This show is getting too silly. I'll get complaints because I've been having a lot of love recently from people saying, I'm, we really like the, the new old format and you're not as silly as you used to be. So, you know, I, I have to keep a, a bit we'll of a... We'll work on that. We'll somebody has to be the silly... Sillier. Somebody has to be the silly monitor. And when they sense that I'm getting too silly, they need to rein me back in. Uh, anyway, uh, enough of this part. We'll be back in a sec and uh, we'll be doing the last part, which is a little bit of a roundup of stuff. Possibly, maybe even Clayton's uh, top ten, which, as I said to him uh, early doors on the show, if it's not five times as good as uh, Tim's, he'll never be allowed back. Anyway, we'll see you in a minute. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy. And you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea. 
Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, we've just been having a bit of Periscope fun on the on the break. We you smart. were giving it an up. Uh, yeah, it was up Periscope, mm. uh, which I'm quite enjoying actually. Somebody actually said uh, that we should do it for the whole show, but I don't think I could like keep my arm up and do the show for you know, two Why hours. Why don't you get a selfie oh. stick and wedge it somewhere? You know what you can do with your selfie stick. You know right? wedge you can wedge somewhere. your selfie stick. Don't think there's yeah. enough room actually, Clayton. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm joined by the lovely Dan Silver, <laughs> the effervescent Clayton Beerman, <laughs> who has just been owned by my last comment. And, he's, uh, he's now choking. <laughs> he's having a choking fit. <laughs> Is he still alive? Just, just no, bash no, him. He's alive. Not okay. been alive for about twenty minutes. All right. <laughs> okay. And we've, last but by no means least, the fantastic Doctor Mart. Is in the house too. Uh, now this is a bit where I kind of round up a few plugs of stuff that of stuff and people whom I love, and uh, and also we read a bit of your correspondence, and then if we've got time, we see what else, what other naughtiness we can get up to. So uh, without further ado, uh, as you may recall, those who were listening earlier on, uh, I did mention uh, that there will be a special CFC UK edition coming out at the end of the season, which will be centred wholly on Captain, Leader, Legend, JT. So look out for that at the end of the season. But uh, from the Palace game, which is next Sunday, you'll be able to get the new and the last edition of the season, apart from the special one, uh, of the CFC UK fanzine. And it is available, as you know, at home games and away games. Uh, If it's at home, it's uh, available on the stall opposite the Fulham Broadway tube exit. And of course, as I said, it's it's available at the away games. Now, if you can't get there uh, in person, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. I think my article this month is a bit of a rant about loyalty points, I think, and loyalty generally and stuff like that. So there you go. Enough of that. Go and get it. You know it's brilliant. Uh, how, now, mu- how much is it? It's only a pound. Hurry up. There we go. You missed out this month. What happened? Did they not email you or something? I'm not on the mailing list, but I did actually because you Tim, bleated about it. I did see the no, tweet. No, Tim mentioned the deadline was Friday, yeah. so I <coughs> wrote a short article about programs. Oh, you got which, one in, which I've sent through. You got yeah. one in. Oh, well done. Because I should have said that earlier. You know, apart from uh, the fact that Clayton uh, does a few uh, blogs for us on Chelsea Fancast, and I've got to say. If you haven't read any of Clayton's blogs at ChelseaFanCast.com, go and punch yourself in the face because they're all really, really good. And he, he, you know, Don't punch yourself in the no. face because then you won't be able to read them. Well, punch yourself gently in the face, in the face. as, well, as a kind of a reminder. Yes. Uh, but no, Clayton's blogs are excellent, so please go and read them. You'll find them in Tales from the Shed, which is in the on-the-blog section of the Chelsea Fancast website. Uh, but Clayton also writes for CFC UK, and he's a great addition to the... Rather mad and dysfunctional family that is CFC UK. Anyway. Thank you. uh, On that note, a very quick plug for the Chelsea Supporters Trust. Those of you who were listening last week will know that we had the chairman, Tim Rolls, on the show, who was very good, wasn't he, Smart? He was very good. Yeah, he was very uh, entertaining and informative. And and indeed informative, I was going to say that. Exactly. So just a quick reminder to uh, join up to the Trust. It's the best way to get your voice heard by the club. Uh, largely through our meetings like the SGMs and also the member surveys. It is £5 to become a voting member and it is absolutely free zilchio nada to become an ordinary member, but that means you can't vote. So you pay five quid, it's not a lot of money, and just be a voting member. And then 
you, you know, if you hate me, which is quite conceivable having listened to this show for as long as we've been doing it, you can vote me off the board. But even if you really, really can't afford the £5 to become a voting member, still become a member anyway, because then at least you get to do the survey, which is... Yes, indeed, yeah, Smart. Which, which sets the agenda for the year indeed. for the Trust. And, so and, and the most remarkable doing. The most remarkable thing about what Martin's just said is that it indicates to me that he was actually listening last <laughs> week and he remembered. So well done, Smart. I think round of applause for Smart there. Well done. Total recall. Total recall mm. in a very Arnold <laughs> Charles Richard. Who would that be? I wonder. <laughs> Probably me. Um, right, anyway, a very quick plug for uh, my mate Canners again, who, uh, as we all know, is going to Atlanta in May and he's going to be taking part in a soccer in the streets competition as the captain of the Atlanta Supporters Club team and then he'll be doing a Q&A question and answer for those of you who don't know what that means duh uh, and uh, the Atlanta Supporters yes. Club oh, yeah. oh, 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 Tammy Tammy lovely 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 low shot he scores when he wants fantastic that's, that's done isn't it 5-2 yeah, yeah. brilliant sorry for the Cannons would approve of that interruption I'm sure but anyway going back to that the Atlanta Supporters Club uh, I've organised a Q&A night uh, at the RIRA, R-I-R-A, Irish pub, for those of you who live in Atlanta. Uh, now, um, important message about this, because, of course, Paul has a lot to offer uh, from talking uh, with teenagers and doing a skills clinic for the younger children uh, to sharing his amazing story of overcoming adversity, dealing with all the abuse from the fans and even his own teammates. So his presence uh, in Atlanta will not only help promote football in a city with an upcoming MLS team, but also help a charity dedicated to empowering undeserved youth through football, character development, mentoring and employability programme. Now, if you need any more information, uh, such as the date, which I, I will go and grab at the end of the show, because I've completely, excuse me, forgotten what I, I think May the 16th rings a bell, but it doesn't matter, because there's some information about it on a website. Just go to atlantablues.us forward slash paul. Uh, and you can then also sponsor Canners by visiting accounts.soccerstreets.org forward slash Canners11. Now, the best news of all is that my special guest next week is... Canners. King Canners. Is he gonna... coming on? Yeah. yeah. King Canners in. in the house. I was, next I was in the flat. lucky enough this week, I've had it recorded for ages, to watch the documentary. Uh, and I know the book is fantastic. It is. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I was watching that documentary and I I was sort of welling up towards the end. Oh, it easily is done. just... I mean, I know because I was there, but I don't ever remember it. I was obviously shielded from a lot of the crap, but I, I, how bad it was in those days. Um, you forget. You, you did, that's right. You do. I did, probably do did know. And, but you, you, you had you, to um, it, it, you know, it make yourself awful. immune to it. It was absolutely way. awful. But, I mean, you yeah. know, to boo your own player, I mean, just heartbreaking. And, and hearing him, I mean, although I've read it, but actually hearing the words coming out of his mouth yeah. about saying, I didn't want to come on. You know, I, I didn't. I, wa- I wanted to get off the pitch as quickly as possible. Just mortifying, absolutely mortifying. And if I didn't love Pat Nevin a lot before, I love him even more now. He's just yeah. the, uh, what a wonderful just guy. The, oh, it's tremendous! I don't know if it's on catch up on on Sky. If you've got Sky, or if you can ever see it, if you can see it anywhere, try and try and watch it because you've just got to watch it. And all those 
twats in Paris need to be locked in a room and made to watch that for 24 hours on a constant reel. Yeah, with yeah. their eyes kind of yeah. open with yeah. matchsticks. Like, like Clockwork Orange. Like Clockwork Orange, if anybody, yeah. if And anybody, a few beatings like Clockwork yeah. Orange. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody out there can tell me how to watch it, when I don't have Skype... I don't I'll tell you what you do, probably Smart. won't be on YouTube. Smart, you come round to my place one, yeah. one day in Winchester and I've got it TiVo'd. Right. I think unless the missus has... I've no idea what that means. The does that has mean prob- I can watch it? Yeah. Right. The okay. missus has... I've recorded it, basically. The right. missus has probably deleted it, though, like she did the European Cup final win. No okay. way. Yeah. That's divorce. I know. That's what I said. <laughs> I said, if I didn't depend on you so much, then I would have divorced you. Um, but anyway, <laughs> much as much as I love my wife, uh, I kind of love Canners more, really. Wow. Um, he's probably better looking, actually, Bessie. But anyway, she's... Well, that's a little unfair of the message, to be honest. <laughs> he's, he, he, Canners is on next week. I mean, oh, it'll hello, be, Sarah. It'll be, it'll be lovely. No, it'll be lovely to see him because Canners, is, uh, as you know, has become a really great mate and I'm honoured and privileged, as you can imagine. Uh, he's, uh, of all the ex-players we've had on the show, he has been on most frequently. Mm. Uh, and, and, but he's never done the show in the bunker in Pimlico, so... That'll be quite fun. I've got some brandy specially in for him because I know, know he likes a glass of brandy. So there we go. Cameras is in the house next Monday, so do not miss that. We're going to be asking about his trip to Australia. Uh, no doubt we'll touch on the aftermath of the documentary because it obviously it mm. propelled his story back into the limelight and you know connected a lot of people with it who didn't know about it before. And also we can get him to talk a little bit about uh, you know what he's planning to do in Atlanta. It'd be quite fun though won't it and we might even talk to him about some football no. I mean, you know be rude no. not to wouldn't we'll it do that for all right smart i've been rambling on long enough it is time for some co-respondence 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 here we go then uh at mr akintan at chelsea fancast is there any ways for people who want to donate to improve the podcast well oh, i think yeah. This guy's love. What's his name again? His name is Mr. Akintan. Yeah, I, I, I followed him back on Twitter. I had a lovely little discourse with him. Right. And wait for the thing that you probably want to say. Well, no, what I was going to say was... <laughs> I, I did actually put a little reminder out last week. Can we answer his question about first? About this little... But, Can but, we answer his question ways? first? Who, who people want to donate to improve the podcast? Well... I know. Just hold it in, Smart. You're like, it in. You're like a... a, a you so know. you don't want to do that now? Just count... Just think of the Arsenal back line. You for don't a few want to minutes. do that now. You can do it when I've just answered the question. Right. Okay. So answer the question. Well, I did on I did on Twitter, but I mean, I thought his point was really, really valid. Um, I mean, the reality is, I mean, he he was basically saying he he thought the sound was a bit shonky, and you know, he generally wanted to donate some money to us so we could buy a better kit. The reality is, and this is not just to to this lad, but also to anybody else who wonders why the sound is a bit shonky. Um, we've got about the best kit you can get for a podcast. We've got a bloody good mixer. We've got bloody good microphones. If the sound's shonky at all, it's because we don't have somebody sitting to my left uh, riding the, the faders on the mixing desk. Yeah. So that when we... Because sometimes we shout, sometimes we're quiet, and we're, we're a nightmare to sound mix. But we need somebody who can actually we need sit a, We need a Kenwood. Well, we do. We need a mixer. We need somebody who can sound, do the sound mixing... Alternatively, I could do my job and listen out a bit more effectively to it, and you could do your job by speaking at the right distance away from the mics. But even with that, we. Oh, so it's our fault? No, I'm just sharing collective <laughs> responsibility. But it is not easy. I mean, ideally, you know, lovely Chaz. I mean, I, you know, we used to love Chaz. Yeah. I, might, I might see if we can get Chaz to come down again, you know. There you go. I mean, he might be up for that. Make him a cup of tea. I'll tell you what, actually, Mr. Attin, whatever your name was. Attin. Um, thank you. Um, Chaz used to do the sound mixing on the Chelsea fancast when we were in the TV studio. 
He's an amazingly talented sound guy. And he's just about to finish his sound degree. Um, and I said to him, I couldn't in all good conscience get him to come down all the way. Because he lives in Bedford. And, you know, mm. he's a student, so he hasn't got any money. And I can't make him come down just to do the sound mixing. But you know what? Maybe donations to Chaz so he can pay his train fare. Because Chaz, I know, would love to be part of it still. And he's a lovely lad. You know, it'd be great to see Good him guy. as well. There's Raymond. Saluting Raymond. Um, so there we go. Maybe that's an answer. That's one way we can improve the sound quality is by actually having somebody who knows what they're doing on the, on the sound desk. So maybe we'll, I'll talk to Chaz again. Now, the other thing that they can do, because I did actually say this. I said the only donations we accept are for beer, Martin. Indeed. And how does that work? Shall I do it now? I think you can. Well, I did put a little reminder out last week. I wonder if there had actually been <coughs> any response to that. Yeah, fuck have off. The, have the funds been flow, flow, <laughs> flowing in? But anyway, no, the thing is, we've we, we sort of kind of forgotten about this, and I'm sure you people out there had as well. But there's, it, on the, on the, if you go onto the Chelsea Fancast website, over on the right-hand side, there's a little button. And if you put your mouse over it, it plays a little tune. It goes... Buy the boys a beer, buy the boys a beer. If you don't buy the boys a beer, we'll slap you around the ear. So what you've got to do is, is go in there, listen to the little tune, enjoy it, and think, well, have I enjoyed the show? Have I not enjoyed the show? And whether you have or whether you haven't, just buy the boys a beer. There's a PayPal link there. You can, you can do it's the easy. whole business online. It's easy peasy. And we, we also mentioned that in, in the days of Putney Station Smart, mm. we, me or you... Or, or combined, we, we'd be spending a hundred quid a night. We were, show, yeah, in yeah. The bar. We were sponsoring it. I mean, we, when we had you missed ex- out, Clayton. I'll we, tell you. When we, no, I didn't. When we had ex, when we had ex, <laughs> we, we picked the tab up. When we had ex players on, it could get quite expensive. <laughs> oh, who was the worst of the ex players? Was it Alan Hudson? I think it was Hudson. Yeah, or was yeah, what, he yeah. was pissed when he arrived. Oh. Well, are you sure it wasn't Mickey Thomas? Or was Mickey being a, a my temple is a body? My, hang on, my body <laughs> my is my temple. Is a body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who was the most pissed ex player we've had on the show? Bacchus, I think. The guy I, wine. Actually, I think it was Canners because he, he loves oh, brandy. Oh, uh, Canners loves and, and he had at least three meals, as I yeah. remember. I did share a bowl of chips with Huddy. Uh, anyway, okay, we should move on, Smart, because we're running out of time. Okay, so the next one is from with a fantastic name Blind Lemon Harvey how do you like that this is which brilliant which at <coughs> Gratcher Wilhart I won't even try to explain that at Chelsea Fangs did you know that Pat Nevin used to live in Sutherland Street he used to lodge there when he first joined Chelsea now the funny oh. thing is Chidge's bunker is in, in Sutherland Street Sutherland Street so I, you possibly yeah. weren't neighbours no because you I, didn't live in Sutherland not Street not in Sutherland Street but in those days I lived in St George's Drive which is a few blocks that way right so there we go he would have been a neighbour of mine and I didn't even know it but isn't that brilliant anyway I had a lovely chat with this guy on Twitter and he used to he used to live in the manor and I said next time you're in Pimlico we're going to have a beer or two in the, in the White Ferry House which he knew his mum and dad used to play darts in that pub. I had a thought as I was walking here this evening uh, as I was past, because the streets around here are all named after bits of the north of England, aren't they? Yes. And, and uh, bearing in mind we had Tim Rolls on last week, oh, his yeah. nickname is Sausage. I thought yes. how appropriate it would have been if we were in Cumberland Street. <laughs> <laughs> it's on form today. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The next one's from Edward, from Edward Simakaloi, at Simakaloi. Two more wins, a home championship... Would be perfect. 
Mm-hmm. I just have to say, Felix Veron is in the house. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant to see your name in here, Felix. One of the most loyal Felix. and yeah. original of the Chelsea fan club. Never met him in the flesh, but I, I have. feel as if I've known him all my life. I met him out in, uh, in, in San, San Diego. I, I know you did. Yeah, Stay yeah. classy, San Diego. I've never been to and the LA. West Coast. I've never and been LA. to the West Coast. Anyway, moving anyway. on. Next one, Jack, Jack Cantala at JDK Works. One point gained rather than two lost. For Arsenal, it was definitely two points lost. Did we really want to clinch at Leicester away anyway? Well, as a person sitting yes. at this table who did want to, because yes. he had a ticket to yeah. go. But there you go. He uh, still does. He's still got the ticket. Yeah. Um, but won't be winning the league that night, sadly. Last one for this week is from uh, Barry B. At Barry B. 63. Excellent pod. We like that. Yeah. Stats confirm that Smalling, McNair, Herrera had the most passes in the game. Tactical masterclass by Jose. Yeah, uh, he was talking about um, that's the last week. Yeah, there's one more on there. Oh, there is one more. Yeah. It was so big, I, I sort of kind of thought it was the next chapter of a book or something. Nope. Oh. This is from Brian Ball in Tyler, Texas. Yeah, everything's great. bigger in Texas, Tyler, man. Texas. All right, Chidge, if you <laughs> insist, and he's given us his top ten. Yes, indeed, and it's rather a good one. It's I good. have to say, it is. Yes. at number get, you, at number ten, you have to sing a verse from each one, smart. At number ten, Freebird. I'm not going to sing a bit of each verse. At number nine, Hotel California. Oh, Lord, I can't change. That's all I can remember from Freebird. Anyway, go on. <laughs> At number eight, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? fantasy? Bohemian Rhapsody. At seven, Born to Run. Da, na, 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 na. Like that. Maybe I was born to run. Yeah. At six, yeah. the Arctic Monkeys. That, that was Jesper Gronke, I was Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> run, Forrest, run! <laughs> At six, the Arctic Monkeys, a certain romance. Oh, lovely, nice. At five, nice. the Tom Morrison Robinson band, Glad to be Gay. Glad to be My Gay. My sister used to know Tom Robinson. Did she really? She used to go I, drinking I with do him. know Tom Robinson. That's yeah. brilliant. Lovely, At four, Stiff matches. Little Fingers, Johnny Was. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant absolutely. Version. Bob Marley song, but good version by Stiff Little Fingers. Three, The Jam, Down in the Tube Station at Midnight. Yeah. Great song. It smelled of pubs. Two. Wormwood scrubs. scrubs. And too many right wing meetings. meetings. Yeah. Lovely. Number two. It's the Sex Pistols. Anarchy in the UK. Oh, Anarchy for the UK. UK. It's yeah. coming sometime, maybe. Yeah. And at the top, mm-hmm. White Man in Hammersmith Palais. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's man. really... In- I'll tell you, that's, yeah, that, do you that's know a what? great top ten. Good top ten. Quality. Absolute quality. And... I guess he hasn't always lived in Tyler, Texas, because there's a lot of English music in well, there. Well, there? you know, you never know. I mean, mm, what I will know. say about that is I found this brilliant article uh, online somewhere which had somebody had done a, a kind of a top 30 of Clash songs, which really appealed to me. And uh, White Man and Hammersmith Palais was their number one as well. And I, I mean, mine is London Calling, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. But for, well, I mean, as we, actually, actually Wait, I do, and they also play that in the ground. I'll, now, do, so. I'll, do, a, I'll do a bit of a periscope. But they also uh, play that in the actually, ground. I can't now, be honest. One step beyond. I mean, that should be <laughs> yeah. that should be in every every Chelsea fan's top ten. One step beyond. I've be. done a Chelsea playlist on my Spotify. But just to just to finish Brian Ball's Brian Ball's message, he he says, uh, "I think you might have started something." Yeah. Um, cheers, mate. You never oh, know. and since Doctor Mark mentioned it, it would be rude of me not <coughs> to buy the boys a beer. Rob Dog's obsessed with Pink Floyd. Uh, I like Pink and Floyd. And so is too. Tony. I've um, seen them twice. You can't have them all, boys. You, can't, you know, you, to nail it down to ten is very hard. And uh, on, on that very point, mm. uh, Clayton. Uh, yes. I believe you have a top ten. I've got two top tens. You can only have one. Pick your favourite one. 
Uh, Pick the one you think I might like most. The oh, okay, fine. And and basically, you can have the other one when you come back. Okay, all right. Well, the, this I did two. One was alt country because Mr. Rolls said I do like a lot of alt country, Americana, etc. And sorry, I'm I'm drifting. Uh, so I'm going for a traditional one, which basically uh, this is a top ten, and I've probably got about fourteen other top tens that I could do. But this is stay with That'll me. That'll be a top one hundred and forty. The faces. Stay with me. The faces. faces. Oh, quick point. Yes. They used to live in the next road in in, in the sixties okay. when they were around. So I just thought right, I'd share that's that with good. you. Drive in Saturday. Yeah, lovely. David lovely. Bowie. Lovely. Uh, London calling. It made yeah. it. It made it. The Clash. Pajama Rama. Roxy it's music. Built. Yeah. Uh, woke up this morning. Alabama three. Oh. Do you know them? Yeah. Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Oblivious. Aztec camera. Hmm. Interesting. Tempted. Squeeze. Like that. Pick up the pieces. Average white band. Oh, hello. Ding Race, dong. Racetrack in France. Gil Scott Heron. Oh, quality. Mm. And Help by the Beatles. Really? Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. I like it's that. Good, good range yeah. there. Yeah. Good, good range eclectic. For... It's eclectic. It's eclectic. As, as I say, it's what have you. Now the other. No, I'll wait till I come we back do it. to you, the other No, one. you're on again before the end of the season. You should do it then. Yeah, yeah you okay. up for that? All right, cool. Yeah, uh, that's good. That, that's a really yeah. eclectic mix, man. I like that. I kind of like this. It's because, you, I, it's because Dan, I'm quite old. You're here next week, aren't yeah. you? I'll do my top yeah. ten. You do yours next week. Desert, Desert Island Chidge. Desert Island Chidge. I like that. Desert okay. Great. Well done. Liking that. You've got to add a book as well. Uh, what? You've got to have a book as well. A book? Well, if it, on Desert Island Disc, you have, you have your, your oh, eight, yeah. eight records in a book. How many Chelsea fans actually read, though? Wind Up Bird Chronicle if it's got by pictures Hiroki Murakami. Black well, they'll read Mark Walls. Black and go. Blue by Paul Cannaville. Okay. Uh, right, we're not, we've got to go, Mark. It's like, you know, I've got five, go. five past nine. I know, so we've got to go. Right, okay. Um, very quick plug for all of those of you who are listening. In about three minutes' time, anybody who's listening live on Mixler now need to tell me if they're going to come and join me on Mimi TV and I will explain to you how to do it but I'm going to whiz through now okay uh, basically uh, go to Mimi TV M-E-E M-E-E dot TV and then find Chelsea Fancast and the next scheduled me chat and providing you have a laptop uh, or a desktop with a webcam if you've got like a Skype headset or something like that make sure you plug it into your computer before you go to the, the Mimi tv website but i'll tell you all how to get on in a minute all right because we're running out of time and martin needs to go and get his train so um that i'm afraid dear people is all we have time for this week uh as i said we do like doing a little bit of correspondence and dr mart i think this is this is going to be your domain you like yeah, i do like you reading out the correspondence so make sure if you've got any stories or, or just what comments you want to tweet stuff email us uh, at chelseafancast at gmail.com you'll Get it read out on the show. Uh, we will be back next Monday. May the 4th be with you. I couldn't resist that. Uh, for the title-winning celebration podcast, I believe. It could well be. I think it will be. And uh, I will be joined that night by Jonathan Kidd, who we should say... It's Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jonathan. Happy birthday to you. Anyway, JK will be back with us next week. I've missed the old bugger. He was supposed to be here last week, but he was uh, he was busy working. Dan is back with us next week. Uh, it'd be great to have Dan on again. And, of course, uh, we have our very, very special guest of Paul King Canners Cannaville. I, for one, cannot wait. Now, don't forget uh, to follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast. Make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, ChelseaFancast.com. Clayton, of course, features heavily on there. 
and you can also find out all the information on how to listen and to download the show and don't forget to join our Facebook group facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast uh, also do not forget to look out for my weekly articles which are either out on a Monday or a Tuesday in the International Business Times follow them at IB Times UK Sport and of course me monthly ones in the CFC UK fanzine uh, now important message uh, as Clayton and I were talking about in the pub beforehand <clears throat> Uh, a big hug and a very big kiss to the lovely Marguerite Turner, who is a long-standing Chelsea supporter and a very, very lovely lady, who I was very sad to learn this week is not very well at the moment. Uh, so best wishes to her and a speedy recovery from all of us here. Here, here. Um, also, also Kirsty Wilson's back in hospital. Oh, well. Kirsty's back in hospital yeah. too. Well, there's something on um, Twitter she put. She's her and her dad watching the game. Oh, in, no. on the weekend. Well, so I'm sorry to hear that. To her as well, Kirst, um, uh, Well, I mean, I presume you might be listening to the show at some stage, but if you do, uh, big love from us all here because we Absolutely. love you lots. Yeah. Keep fighting, my love. I know it's a tough battle, but keep fighting. All righty, we have to go, very sadly, but it's been brilliant this week. I've really enjoyed yeah. it, as you can probably tell. Uh, it's been great to have Dan Silver on the show yeah, tonight. Good to be back. Brilliant to see you, mate. Clayton, it's been, it seems like ages since we last had you on the show. It's been brilliant. Yeah. Really, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's been great fun tonight. Really nice to see you again, as always. Dr. Smart, fresh on his hat trick. I've really enjoyed it because it's been a cheeky one this It has week. been a bit naughty, hasn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes. yeah, great to see you as always, mate. Well done. Lovely to see you. Uh, all right. Lovely, of course, to have so many of you in Mixler as well. Uh, after the show, I'll, I'll t- don't run off. I'll, I'll go and tell you how to get into Mimi TV and we can carry all this nonsense on. So bear with me. Uh, but until then, thanks to my brilliant guests this week. Thanks to you lot for listening. See you next time. Until then... Keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.